and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania, broadcast live on the Global Star Radio Network, also BTR, that's Blog Talk Radio, and YouTube Live coming at you. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Um, and don't forget, we broadcast every weeknight, months, Monday through Friday. <laughs> As if I had to tell you that, right? 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time right here, again, on the Global Star Radio Network. So proud to be a part of that fine network. We've got two separate websites, HagmanReport.com, HagmanAndTheHagman.com, the latter for the show, the former for news information analysis. Things you need to know, and a lot of stuff you need to know. Um, our guest talking about um, just a whole bevy of things, Dr. Ted Brower. He's the author of Maximum Memory. That's right. I remembered to, I remembered to pick this up. And wait, wait. Breakthrough health. Did you notice how I had to look at the title to make sure? Right? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, great books as well. Breakthrough health. This is an amazing book. Uh, you talk about, uh, you talk about a lot of information. Well, they, they both are amazing books. This maximum memory is a gem as well. But, uh, he's going to be, uh, talking about a number of things tonight. From geopolitics to your own personal health and well-being. Before we get to our guest, uh, portion of this broadcast brought to you by WholeTonesLive.com. That's right, WholeTonesLive.com. You, you've heard us talk about this. Go to WholeTonesLive.com, folks. There you can get $10 off. But you know, WholeTones, they're a great sponsor of our show. And we, we've interviewed the, uh, uh, the owner, the creator of this fine music, Michael Terrell, on WholeTones, or on this program about WholeTones Live. And, Folks, you know that frequency, music frequency, does affect your health, state of mind, everything. And I just want to say that the, the product is fantastic. Holtoneslive.com. More on that later. Oh, one more thing. I want to wish my bride, my wife, my lovely wife, a ha- very happy birthday today. Absolutely. Happy yeah. birthday, Renee. That's right. And that's enough. I wasn't going to say nothing else. Okay, but happy birthday today. Yours is coming, so we'll, yeah. we'll, hit, we'll hit that on another day. I don't we don't want to take away anymore. from her day. That's right. That's right. So to my bride, uh, thanks for putting up with me, and uh, I'm so glad to, I've had the ability to share half your half your life with you, or more. Who knows? All right. And we had a nice dinner before the show. Yes, yes we did. And that was, uh, that was nice, and yeah. Yeah, it was a good All day. Right. With that, Dr. Ted Brewer is our guest. Healthmasters.com is the website. Also, there's a the promo code uh, Doug five, and Ted is that five or ten percent off all items uh, or items uh, for listeners of the show. Well, we're doing something we don't do a lot. We're giving you five percent off the entire website, including three pack specials and kits. So a lot of the three pack specials are already marked down tremendously, or so are the kits, and it's five percent off everything. There is no restriction on this coupon. It is good through Monday night, Tuesday morning. It's done it's four days. So you guys. Use it while you can. It's 5% off. It's Doug 5. Everything, regardless of the discounts that are already there, anything that's already on sale, it's another 5% off. Everything. Doug 5. Excellent. Thank you, man. And I'm going to take advantage of that. Folks, you take advantage of that. That's a good deal. 
because uh, it's a good deal. Just take advantage of it. Doug five, D O U G five. And we're going to get Real into simple. some of the products Ted has, but the uh, the cortisol buster is a, a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimate multiple. There's and, and the See, B vitamins are always great from Ted. Cortisol the buster. The, the B vitamins are becoming um, my favorite. Ted, I, I was. Uh, I'm not good on taking the vitamins every single morning, you know. Um, so sometimes I'll take them throughout the day, different times of the day, and sometimes I'll miss days. But I'm starting to notice when I don't take the the B vitamins because my energy level is not the same, my focus isn't the same. So those really do they work? work. They work. B vitamins work. Purple sticks work. Five mm-hmm. percent of purple sticks too. Everything, but <laughs> everything's off. <laughs> All, multiple, multiple too. Five everything. Sure. All websites on sale. Distiller, five percent off. Every, everything done. Books? The whole website. B vitamins. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. The, the HGH stimulate. Everything's on sale. All right, brother. So where do you want to start, man? We, there's like news popping everywhere. Oh my god! I, I, I quit. Been, here, you take it. I'm out of here. It's been a hectic week. I uh, we've had a lot of guests on this week. We had a a medical doctor on, on Monday on my show who talks about ozone therapy and he also talked about finding what he claimed to be a cure for Ebola and he was not even allowed to publish his results. That was on Monday. Then on Wednesday, we had Robert David Steele back on and that was an interesting show. He was my guest for the whole hour and Austin was off that day so we had the entire day for that. So that was interesting. Right, so stop there. Okay, Robert David Steele, we've had him on our program. Um do you mind giving us? We'll listen to your show. I'm about four days now behind. Caught Monday or Austin was with you Monday, right? Austin was with me Monday on Tuesday. We went to the airport to pick Savannah up. She's okay. back from Montana. She was in a she was at a private cattle ranch, a retreat, a Christian school out in Montana because she was having some behavioral issues. And so we sent her out there, and she's just been she's out there eight or nine months, and she's made a massive, massive improvement. And, of course, most teenagers, when they're going through 13, 14, 15, they need a little bit of a tune-up. Zig Ziglar used to call it a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> and, uh, and she's had that checkup from the neck up, and she's come home, and she's just absolutely doing wonderful, and she's just just a changed child. And so she's really learned a lot out there. And so if you guys want some more information on that place that we sent her to, I'll be more than happy to share that with you now. I'm sending just, Joe uh, there. Can I do that? Hey, I'll, <laughs> said go. Joe. I'll go. Or, yeah, maybe maybe I'll go. Well, quite frankly, I've been there, and it's one of the most beautiful places on earth. It's surrounded by mountains. It's a thousand acre cattle ranch. They run cattle. They learn how to rodeo and cattle and do cattle and, and cook, and they go to church all the time and Bible studies, and it's just a really good place for kids to be. And That's quite cool. frankly, any child at the age of 14 or 15 or 16 with an attitude issue can't be hurt by going to a Montana cattle ranch <laughs> for eight months to a year. But this, I want to share something with you. Yesterday, Austin called me up, which he does on a regular basis, and said, we've got one of our longtime listeners and customers in the office, and he wants to meet with you and speak with you, and this guy's really awake, and he knows a lot about what's going on, and he tells us that we're right on point with the way we cover the news. And I went and I met with him. His name was Todd. And I met with him and gave me some tremendous information and insight on the Bible and some things that I'd never seen, which I'll be sharing with you guys later because a lot of this stuff was so in-depth, I really can't just spout it out the way he gave it to me until I study it and go back into the Scripture so I can internalize it so it'll come out without me having to read the whole thing. But then at the end of the meeting, we were there for about an hour with him, he said, I'd like to pray with you guys. And I thought, okay. And I said, but I've got a little caveat here for you. I said, I can't do a negative prayer. 
Because what do you mean? I said, well, you can't, you can't ask God not to kill us today or something like that. I mean, we can't, we can't have that kind of prayer. It's got to be positive and upbeat. He goes, oh, I'm going to pray a prayer for you. It's going, to be, it's going to be remarkable. You guys are going to love it. And Doug and Joe, he prayed this prayer over us, and the anointing fell in the office. And Austin said to me last night, he goes, Dad, I, I, I almost started crying. And he goes, and you guys know Austin. Austin's like massively macho, super high testosterone. He just doesn't do that. And I said, Austin, I kind of teared up too. I said, I've never heard a prayer like that before. And so I asked Todd, I said, can you do me a favor? I said, I wish I'd have recorded that. That was just that other than the Lord's prayer, it's the best prayer I've ever heard prayed over individuals or a group of people. And I said to him, I said, would you mind writing that down for me and emailing it to me? He said he would. And so he sent me a copy of it. So I'd like to pray this over your group tonight. And maybe you guys will like it. I sure do. And it's really a good, good prayer. But I'm going to have to read it. He did it verbatim without reading anything. So I thought, wow. And Ted, if you can hear me, hold on a sec. Um, we're, I can hear, I can hear you. we're experiencing just a little bit of uh, some Skype issues. And I don't want you to start praying without uh, with the okay. lapses in, in the speaking going. What we're going to do, Ted, we're going to call you right back. We're going to reconnect with you okay. because it's getting a little spotty. Uh, let's do it. And, folks, that happens uh, with, with Skype sometimes. You get a good Internet connections on both ends, but sometimes the signal between the call gets gets interfered with or screws up, and you get that. With what we're paying, we should be able to, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> we should be able to stream 10, video, uh, 10 different websites with videos on each one. Yeah, really. I mean, um We've had, you know, right. battles with the internet companies for a while now and, you know, you keep upgrading and upgrading and upgrading and you get to the point where the last upgrade is, is the highest you can go for business, right. personal, sports. I mean, you know, yeah, we so you the, get that upgrade, you know, bringing in basically a separate whole. We, well, yeah, we had in line a month just for the, the studio, just for, just uh, for, just yeah. for Eric's computers running, uh, streaming the show. And then we still run into problems. So when we yeah. think of it as the technical issues, um, it, it's less and less likely, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, we uh, we'll reconnect and won't have problems. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I don't know. We had a, a Time Warner cable switch to Spectrum around here. Yeah. And what happened is they lowered some of the speeds. Um, oh, they lowered the speed. They they lowered the base, and then yeah. you pay for more. Yeah, so we're maxed out. I don't yep. know how that goes. And I think that's back. back. That's back. Is that better? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we think it's on our end, Ted, so. That's okay. And, and they also lowered, they did the same thing to us. They basically sold out our local cable company. And that's, this is what's going on. And Gerald Salenti even says it so succinctly. He says that the reason the market's gone up so much is because of the amount of money the central banks poured into the market and because of mergers and acquisitions. And you're seeing this with all of these small cable companies and what's happened to them. And we'll talk about more of that in just a second. But let me, let me, let me pray for you guys right now. And this is, this is a great prayer. And you guys want to, I'm going to get, I'm going to post this on my website at healthmasters.com. I had to, a couple of the places in here didn't flow like they needed to, so I, or I posted I post that night, so I had to just make a couple of minor changes in it. Here we go. Heavenly Father, we rejoice in the day that you have made, and we are glad in it. We enter through your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, and we come boldly before the throne of grace, not in our own righteousness, but in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, our great high priest. We apply the blood of Jesus over our families, our possessions and finances, our dwelling place, our transportation, our land and our places of influence. For your blood is a hedge of protection around us and across all realms and all dimensions. We deploy the heavenly host to stand shoulder to shoulder around us, fully armed and equipped, and ready to pierce through any enemy that draws nearer. 
May they bind the enemy with chains and fetters of iron and throw them into cages and send them to the feet of Jesus to do with them as he wishes. May we draw near into the secret place under the shadow of your wings, for you are our fortress, our high tower, our defense, our shield, and our buckler. And Father, we place all of the armor that you have given us. We put it on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace on our feet, the shield of faith to quench the fiery arrows of the enemy on behalf of our whole family, the helmet of salvation, our sword, which is your word bathed in heaven, the cloak of zeal, the garments of vengeance, and above all, we clothe ourselves with Jesus. Renew our minds, O Lord, with the mind of Jesus and surround us with songs of deliverance. May the eyes of your of our spiritual understanding be enlightened. May we be led by the Spirit. May we lift up our heads and see the King of glory coming in. May the heavens release all spiritual blessings stored up for you to execute your assignments, blessings of gifting, anointing, resources, and divine health. I pray that the gates of heaven would be opened, drop down heavens and rain righteousness on your people, and may the earth open and bring forth salvation. And that the gates of brass and bars of iron that the enemy has constructed to hinder these blessings are collapsed in Jesus' name. And may the living water flow like a river freely from the throne of grace to and through each of us. We ask all of this in the power, the authority, and the righteousness found in Christ Jesus and sealed by his blood. It's in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. 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 I mean, guys, I hope that hit you the way it hit me yesterday because I thought... Wow, I mean, I've heard prayers, you know, and we've said prayers, and we've had some good prayers. And I tell you what, from a prayer that I've had prayed over me, other than the Lord's Prayer, that's about as good as I've ever heard. In fact, that is the best I've ever heard. I want to share a few things with you real quickly about what's happening with Robert Kennedy now, trying to expose corporate media censorship. This is interesting. This is a statement that was made by Kennedy's its live stream speech in Washington, D.C. at the Revolution for Truth and Rally Protest. These rallies have pretty much been shut down now. Uh, I don't know what in the world happened as far as Trump wanting to have a big exposure on what was going on with vaccines and autism and the exposure of these kids to all of these different vaccines and the shot schedules. But Robert Kennedy said this, quote, during his speech, I spoke with Roger Ailes, who I have known since I was 17 years old, and he's very sympathetic with the issue, and he saw the film Trace Amounts. I said to him, I just want to go on one of your shows. Nobody will allow me to talk about this or debate me, he said to me. I can't allow you at any of these shows. I'd have to fire any of my hosts that allowed you on my stations. Because, he said, my news division gets up to 70% of advertising revenues during non-election years from the pharmaceutical companies. What do you guys think about that? I never understood the... Um the reason, I mean, aside from trying to push their product, I never understood the real reasons why pharmaceutical companies um, advertise medicines that you need a doctor to prescribe for you on the TV, like people could just go walk into any store and buy them. Obviously, they want you to ask your doctor for them, and, and which is, it's all the whole thing screwed up. Uh, well, anything with, it should only be advertised to doctors who with, prescribe the medicine. But with vaccinations, I'll just say this: the uh, there's about 36 states right now that are eliminating or uh, and, and Ted, you talked about this. The vaccine ex- exemptions are being uh, taken away. Fine. And it tells me the demographic. Um, the okay. demographics are much older. Now I'm gonna, we're gonna we're gonna kind of we're gonna mix the show up a little bit tonight. I'm gonna mix some of the world news, some of the White House news, and some of the health news 
all together. We're going to kind of scramble a little bit tonight because normally I do like an hour of each or you know whatever how long I'm, however, 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 however long I'm on. But I want to I want to share something with you the other night that uh, Catherine Austin Fitz covered in one of her videos that she just did a few weeks ago, and it was interesting because it put a few more pieces of the puzzle together for me as what's going on. You know, as we know, the world right now is in a mess. It's been in a mess for a long, long time. Now, the world, thousands of years from the Genesis story until the flood, it was, as some people say, from four to 6,000 years before, from Genesis to the flood. I mean, it took, it took, you know, millennia for the earth to become as corrupt as it was. In Genesis chapter 6, it says that every thought was, of every man was evil all of the time. Now, we have to ask ourselves, how did this happen? Well, quite frankly, we had advanced civilizations. Some say it was the city of Atlantis, the country of Atlantis, the continent of Atlantis, that pretty much ruled the world and had all kinds of energy devices built around the planet. Now, what was interesting, this is all fallen angel DNA, fallen angel technology, fall, all of this mess going on. As we know that they bred with the white women, the human women, the women of those days, the color women, whatever colors they were that make a difference, they bred with all the women. And what was funny about all of this stuff is that it ended up in a situation where the entire planet was under an energy veil. And I personally believe that these were, these were being controlled by the monuments, the Stonehenge monuments, the pyramids, and there's thousands of pyramids all around the planet and worship places all around the planet. And when God flooded the earth to get rid of this incredible evil, just a few centuries later, the earth had this, supposedly through the historians, I'm not really sure, but we could have been a lot closer than that. We had a massive continental plate shift. And when that happened, we changed magnetic ley lines under the planet. And these energy fields, these sources of power with these ley lines stopped working. They quit, they quit functioning properly. And this entire energy field was diminished around the planet. Now it's taken them another three to four thousand years, five thousand years, whatever you want to say, to get six thousand years to get back to that level again. Now stay with me for a second because this is going to get really interesting with Catherine Austin Fitz and what she said. And what I find is this. Now we have the Gwen Towers. We have the Cell Towers. We have all these magnetic fields back around the planet. We're being cooked in literally in a microwave field. Every time we get outside or get inside or turn our microwaves on or even turn on our Wi-Fi in the house. And so as it was in the days of Noah, Jesus said, when every thought of every man was evil, so shall it be for my return. Guys, I really believe we're getting close. Now, whether it's going to be 10 years, 5 years, 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, I don't know God's timeline. I have no idea. All I know is that, that not every thought of every man is evil all of the time. But what I'm going to tell you now is going to make a lot more sense as far as how it ties together. What we have here, we had a group of countries in the Middle East that had no Rothschild controlled central bank. They had their own independent currency and they had their own independent banking system and they were pretty much out of debt because a lot of these countries had massive amounts of natural resources, including oil and natural gas. And what ended up happening is these countries have gradually in the past 10 or 12 years all been overthrown. One after the other, like after another and after another. Every time one's overthrown, a Rothschild bank is installed taking over the currency. Now, Catherine Austin Fitz had a very interesting point to make about this. She said, you know, we've got North Korea left, we've got Iran left, you know, we've got Cuba left, and she said, we've got Syria left. There's like four countries left that don't have a Rothschild-controlled central bank. The Rothschilds have decreased the amount of revenue they've been able to generate from the planet because they have too much maintenance as far as trying to maintain all the currency structures and all the clearinghouses, et cetera. 
and they want to streamline the system by bringing in a one-world government and a one-world currency. They can't do that as long as there's independent currencies and independent nations with resources still running these independent currencies. They simply can't do it. And she said what they're doing is they're moving us towards transhumanism. And she made a very unique step through this. She says the reason they're overthrowing the countries is to bring us into a one-world currency and into a one-world government. She said the reason they're promoting transhumanism so much with the military veterans, you know, with the young children, with the constant iPhones, and saying that you can get brain implants now within 2025, 2030, that'll give you better ability to basically service, you know, to pull data, to download everything else you want to do. They're saying all of this stuff because she said the Rothschild banking cartel was one of the primary slave traders back in the 13, 14, 15, 16, 1700s in Europe, and they want to go back to the slave trade. And she said they had a very difficult time doing slave trades because they couldn't track the people who were the slaves. She said what they want to do is they want to push transhumanism on everybody so everybody gets chipped, so everybody has to be connected into the grid. That's what all of these Gwen Towers are for, to tie us into a grid, cell towers to tie us into a grid, so that we can be monitored globally as far as where their property has gone, where their slave humans have gone. And then she said they want to create a world slave society in which they run the entire planet like a feudal system, and we're all their slaves because they consider us to be subhumans and consider us to be basically animals. They see no useful purpose for us other than the slavery. And she goes, that's the whole goal of all of this is to create a transhumanistic world that ties everybody together into a massive energy grid that allows them to control us through their subliminal advertising, through their wind towers, through their frequency modulation. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. And all of the things they can do from a health standpoint with drugs and immunizations, etc. And when she said all this, Doug, I thought, that's really an interesting take on this because it makes a lot of sense because this Sabbath day and Kabbalist group of people that, you know, worship Lucifer, this group of people that want to bring Lucifer out of the pit, these guys are really all about control and power globally, and we see that. And now we see Trump seems to have capitulated to this group. He seems to have put in the Goldman Sachs, the who's who of Goldman Sachs in the White House and in his various committees and on, on his cabinet. He's brought on so many CFR members, it's ridiculous, more than Barack Obama had in the White House. And, and, the, and the nuttiest part about all of this stuff, Doug, is we thought we were going to get a reprieve as far as being able to say, okay, great, we're going to have four years or eight years of just easy going because we're bringing Donald Trump in. But the longer it goes, you know, with Jared Kushner, we know is a member of Shabbat, which is an extreme sect of Judaism, which also practices the Kabbalah, teaches the Kabbalah. And Ivanka Trump, who basically is in there with him, and all of the mess that happened with Bannon, now we're starting to see that we've got a major issue going on with the White House and who's in control. A lot of folks say that the Shabbat group may be controlling Kushner, and he may actually be a Mossad agent. Now, whether that's true or not, I have no idea. Robert David Steele said that on my show. He speculated that on Wednesday. So that may or may not be true, but if it is, we're simply never going to find out about it. All we know is he sure is directing an awful lot of foreign policy from the White House, from the position of authority he's been given. In addition to that, Steele said something also very interesting. He said that the whole thing with Ivanka Trump and with Chelsea Clinton could have been a honeypot trip, you know, trick from the Mossad to have these two girls marry these guys who were involved deeply, you know, with the Mossad and also, you know, with these different sects. And so I don't know if any of this is true, but it sure seems like it's awful strange now that this is going down the way that it's going down. And the promises that we have from Trump, it doesn't seem to be as well 
it seems like he's pretty much he's flip-flopping almost everything that he's done and what he said he was going to do. And I've got a friend of mine who was actually invited to the Oval Office a few weeks ago, and he sat there for a couple of hours and he spoke to different people, including Bannon coming in and out of the White House. I can't mention his name. This is a confidential source. And he said that Trump pretty much is being controlled by this outside group of people and that the military-industrial complex, it seems as though, has pretty much taken over the entire White House and what's going on. Now, whether this is true or not, Doug, I don't know. Joe, I don't know. All I know is this. we got a mess going on, and the things that he said he was going to do, it doesn't seem to be going that way. Like, for instance, with Gottlieb, we were talking about immunizations. We know that Gottlieb, you know, was, had, had, was on the board of directors for GlaxoSmithKline. GlaxoSmithKline is the number one vaccine manufacturer in the world, and they're also the manufacturer of Gardasil, which has killed or maimed or sterilized thousands and thousands of girls globally now. We know that that was fast-tracked through with only a six-month testing period. We know that now he's going to be head of the Food and Drug Administration. He has gone on record saying that state exemptions need to be tightened up for vaccine exemptions. In other words, he doesn't like those. And he's also thinking that there may be a nece- there may be necessary to have mandatory adult immunizations of MMR. Now, the way that would be implemented, in my opinion, because it makes sense and it makes some other sense, because Doug, you, me, and Joe aren't going to trot to our doctor's office to get a shot of MMR. But what they can do with that is they can stop you from getting onto an airplane. You have to produce your shot records before you can fly internationally or nationally. I know years ago I took a cruise down to South America. It had been like a lifelong dream because we went to Machu Picchu, we went to Peru and to Ecuador, and before we got on the ship, we had to show shot records of that we had received certain immunizations before they allowed us to sail, unless we had a doctor's note that we could not take the immunizations for various reasons because I have a severe latex allergy, and my wife has a severe egg allergy, we were able to not have to get those immunizations, but otherwise we weren't going to be allowed to travel on that ship. It's amazing. Okay, we're frozen up again. Ted, you can hear us. We're frozen up. We're up against a break. I don't know. Yeah, we got on. we got about a minute till the break, folks. And we'll uh, what we'll do is we'll reconnect with Ted uh, during the break. And uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to happen sometimes. And folks, just a, a quick uh, few announcements uh, in case you missed a bunch of shows this week. One, Stan Dale is doing a, a giveaway on his Garden of Eden lecture series. Go to his website, standale.com. Check out the show images page, and from there you can uh, get the instructions on how to enter. Also, uh, Paul McGuire was on yesterday. He's having uh, a prayer meeting at Paradise Mountain Church. Go to paulmcguire.us and get the um, information on the prayer and prophecy meeting. And, again, healthmasters.com. Dr. Ted Breuer is our guest. Doug5 is the coupon code, 5% off any and everything on the website. It's a, it's a unique special. He does run coupon codes for us uh, often, but this one gives you 5% off of every and anything on his website. Again, that code is Doug5. We'll be right back with Dr. Ted Brewer. Oh, also, in hour number three, we're going to do question and answer with Dr. Ted, and we're going to do that by phone. So if you have a question, uh, stand by. In hour three, we're going to be taking phone calls with Dr. Ted. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a 
a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Review states, Readers of End Times Fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Week Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. Uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Healthmasters.com is his website. Doug5 is the uh, is the coupon code. Did you get that, Dr. Ted Brower? He's our guest. Healthmasters.com is his website. Doug5 is the coupon code. Simple as that. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, May 5 and 6, we are going to be atten- uh, presenting at um, Awaken to the Shaken Conference in Gurney, Illinois. That's May 5 and 6. Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th of this year, Awaken to the Shake and go to paulbakeleyprophecy.com or agmanreport.com. Click on the links to the conference. Register because it's free. Folks, it's free, but register for the conference. Uh, it's only a couple of weeks away now, so register. It's free. And if you don't like it, you'll get your money back. Uh, <laughs> as I like to say. Yeah. Um, before we get back to Ted, I just want to 
mention that frequencies you're hearing, and as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Dr. Ted Brower is talking about frequencies and has talked about frequencies, so important to our lives. If you're sick and tired of being stressed, overwhelmed, overworked, unmotivated, do you feel like life is running you? Let me ask you. Um, instead of you running your life, of course, many Many people do. You're not alone. Finally, you can experience the scientifically proven powers of music therapy with WholeTonesLive.com, a collection of proven music therapy that can help reduce stress, ease your mind, motivate you. You can get started today. That's right. Start start it out today. Listen to a free sample of this amazing music that heals and inspires at WholeTonesLive.com. One one listener, um, one of very happy Whole Tones clients, uh, whole tone client, whole tones client said, I started playing whole tones throughout my work day and not only was I more creative and motivated, the work I was doing seemed easier and cleaner. Let me tell you, clearer that is. And let me tell you, I, that, that's what we find. Um, we had Michael Turrell on the show and he explained how this music was inspired by the music frequencies of King David. This is sound, biblical sound. It, it, go to whole, go to the website. WholeTonesLive.com. Download a free sample. That's WholeTonesLive.com. Support Hagman and Hagman. Support this show. Support this broadcast. Go to WholeTonesLive.com. That is W-H-O-L-E Tones. All one word. WholeTonesLive.com. WholeTonesLive.com. Michael Terrell's a good guy, and that's a great product. Joe? Dr. Ted Breuer is our guest again. The coupon code for... Uh, is Doug Five for five percent off everything on the website healthmasters.com, and we thank uh, Dr. Ted Brewer for his generous offer to our listeners. Um, where are we going now in this segment, Dr. Ted? Well, we got we got so much stuff to cover. I want to talk since we're talking about the whole time for just a second. Let me talk about depression, uh, stress. Depression is now the number one worldwide cause of disease and disability. I mean, this is this is this is crazy. Uh, it's not crazy. I've known this for a long time. It's been like a while. Something is dreadfully wrong when the world is depressed and become a major cause of disease. Even the most successful members of our society are plagued with this illness, and it becomes so prevalent that it is now the number one cause of disease and disability in the world. According to the World Health Organization, depression is now the leading cause of death, affecting an estimated 322 million people worldwide, including more than 16 million Americans. According to the U.S. National Institute of Mental Health, 11% of Americans over the age of 12 are on antidepressant drugs. Among women in their 40s and 50s, 25%, Doug and Joe, are on antidepressants. In in addition to the human suffering, the financial impact of depression is also severe. The World Health Organization estimates the global economic loss by households is almost a trillion dollars a year. In the U.S., suicide rates are now at a 30-year high. Coincidentally, about 30 years after Prozac was pushed into the mainstream by Pfizer, which, by the way, has a warning box that makes you want to commit your suicide and kill yourself. Black warning box, black black box label. This begs the question of whether or not modern catch-all solutions of antidepressants are causing more problems than they are good. This is a really good article. And the reason I want to say bring this article up right now is because we have this product, and it's called Cortisol Buster. We did a show on this, oh, gosh, two, three months ago. And this has now become the second largest selling product by unit volume versus right behind our HGH Stimulate that we have on the website because it takes three adaptogenic herbs. It helps you to moderate depression, anxiety, panic disorders. We did a whole show on this a little bit earlier, you know, a couple months ago. And it's a phenomenal product. In fact, I took a four 
those products before the show about four hours ago. And I tell you, it makes me feel really good on the inside. Now, let's go back to the White House again. Let's jump another, just jump, like I said, we're going to go back and forth tonight. This is an article by Ann Barnhart. Now, Ann Barnhart, she's a wild woman. I've got to give her that. She's the one who got on national TV or, yeah. and basically, uh, threw a, a couple slabs of bacon inside of the, uh, a, uh, a, uh <laughs> the Quran and, and basically, uh, started yelling and hollering about Muslims. But she said something interesting about, Ivanka Trump, because she basically is apparently really aware of what's going on about Ivanka in the White House. And she says something that we need to look at as a Christians. She goes, Ivanka Trump is a formal apostate from Christianity. Yep, she formally apostatized. That is, she renounced her baptism and denied that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is God incarnate who died for the sins of the world so that she could marry her husband, Jared Kushner who, did I mention, has Soros connections up to his eyebrows. Now, three of Donald Trump's grandchildren are basically not being raised as Christians. Or... And, uh, All right. Uh, having some glitches, Ted, I don't know if you can still hear me, but the video screen... Is through, basically not baptized. Okay, hey, Ted, uh, for some reason, i, I got to tell you this, you're going from normal screen to widescreen. I don't know wh- how that happens. And, we think and, and every really time that happens, yeah, every time that happens, it seems like the uh, YouTube or the uh, Skype blips. That's on your end. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll reconnect, we'll reconnect with you. And it looks like you know, some nights um, we have nights like this where we're going to apparently be playing phone tag back and forth, trying to get this straight and. Uh, hopefully it goes away. If not, if not, we'll just do we'll just put up a, yeah, and we'll just put up a screen, or we can just leave you on video. There you go. TED talks. <laughs> no. Um, do we have him back? All right. Okay, no answer yeah. this time. And uh, I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just posted something on Hagman Report, and I, you know, we comment a lot. Not only do we comment on the news that's happening around the country and around the world, but we also our news analysts to a great degree. We comment on on the mainstream media and point out the inconsistencies, the lies, some of the craziness that, that goes on uh, across the, the spectrum of mainstream media. And I, I posted this story on the on the website about an hour ago. Rachel Maddow says Trump is the blame for violent riots taking place in socialist Venezuela. There's two reasons I bring this up. One, what's been happening in Venezuela this is a nation we've been following, uh, you know, the, the currency controls, the, uh, resource controls. You know, if you remember not too long ago, there were, and still are, people who were waiting in bread lines for 8 to 10, 12 hours a day to get, you know, simple supplies, milk, bread, diapers, things like that. And the situation in Venezuela has only gotten worse. They're on the brink, if not already at the point of a full-blown humanitarian crisis. You have uh, people going hungry. There was actually a story I saw yesterday that talked about anti-government protesters too malnourished to protest, many of them. And they weren't talking about, you know, young people or or very old people. They were talking about, you know, people of of working age and ability. I think it was a third or uh, just an astronomical percentage are too malnourished and hungry hungry to to protest against the government. That's, uh, and this is something we got to, I think uh, we should maybe next week spend some time on and, and give some um, 
uh, the latest breaking news of what's happening in Venezuela from the continuation of government crackdowns to the calling for armed militias uh, to be uh, patrolling the streets to this uh, big issue that, you know, are we going to be seeing mass starvations in Venezuela due to this socialist government? That's one issue. And then, you know, Rachel Maddow uh, is blaming Trump for the the riots in Venezuela. It's just funny to me because these people are the biggest promoters of socialism. And when you see... Venezuela, a socialist country, a communist socialist country, and it goes so wrong. No, you, 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 it, once was a, it once was a vibrant country. Now it's, now it's not. I mean, it's just crazy. So, yeah. anyway, back, back to the history. history. Go ahead. Can you, guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 We're, we're going to put a static screen up there. What do you think? Okay. Uh, uh, of your website. So okay. You, okay. Thank you. And uh, But, no, the, to jump on the Venezuela thing that you're talking about, Venezuela – basically asked for their gold back. They wanted their gold. I mean, you know, it's just uh, how dare they want to do that. And and they're being punished. I mean, these Sabbatan Kabbalists that run the world financial systems, these guys, you know, they're very, very vindictive, and they like to punish people when they do things wrong. You know, you see what's happening in Haiti. In fact, that's what uh, Catherine Aston Pitts said the other night on the video. She said that they're really punishing Haiti, you know, with all this child trafficking and the things they're doing to Haiti because Haiti had that slave rebellion, and they basically threw those guys out and they don't want to be involved with these people anymore and that they're being punished. And see, you see the same thing happened in Russia. I mean, you know, we could, we could do whole studies, we could do a whole show on just that, but it's really kind of beyond the scope of what we want to talk about tonight. How much did you get, did you get? Ted, I think we're going to have to try to reconnect via landline, if you can hear me. Um, seems like you, you got cut off again. That I spoke said about Ann Barnhart. Did you get very much of that or? No, hey, Ted. no, we, we just, and Ted, yeah, go ahead, Joe. No, I, I just wanted, I said, hey, Ted, because it sounded like he got cut off again, which I think he did. Yeah. No, I'm still here. Okay. Ted, we might want to reconnect with the landline. The yeah. connection is like very spotty. Yeah, if this happens again, if, if we get dropped again, if we can somehow work on landline in here, I don't know. But I could do that. Yeah, we, we only got a little bit, but Ann Barnhart, by the way, we've had on our program uh, before. She is a, um, she's a Catholic. Uh, unabashed Catholic, unapologetic Catholic, and and she does. In fact, it was Thursday. I think you're referring to her post from Thursday. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Let me try. I've got my headset on now. We've got the video shut down, so we're not not using much bandwidth. We'll try it this way. If not, we can go ahead and uh, go to the telephone if you'd like. But she said, "How much of this did you get?" She said that Ivanka Trump is a formal apostate from Christianity. Yeah. Okay. We didn't get anything from you. Start free or fresh. Well, this is an article she wrote, and it's, it's basically, she's basically the name of it is Abdu Ivanka and the women and their women who have ruled over them. It says Ivanka Trump is a formal apostate from Christianity. Yep, she formally apostatized that as she renounced her baptism and, and denied that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is God incarnate, who died for the sins of the world, so she could marry her husband Jared Kushner, who did I mention has Soros connections up to his eyebrows. Three of Donald's children are being raised as non-Christians. Of the grandchildren, and then she just, she says in the article, "Tell me again about Donald Trump's deep Christian faith." I'm all years now. I had her on the uh, Power Hour. I interviewed Dan years ago when I was doing that show as a guest host, and she's interesting. She's really a pistol. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta let her know what the limits are because she'll just go and just say what she really feels. And I don't have a problem with that as long as it doesn't start tearing into people too much. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to read what she said here because. We have to understand something. 
Ivanka Trump is not a Christian. She was raised as a Christian, so it seems, by her husband, by her dad and her mom, but she renounced all of that to marry Jared Kushner. Now, that's really important that you guys understand that, because like she said, three of Donald Trump's grandchildren are being raised as non-Christians. And so we all have to realize that this is not what we think it is from an evangelical standpoint. I've got a friend of mine who's on the pastoral committee for Trump, and he's told me that they're having a meeting with him in several weeks, and they're going to bring up a lot of these issues. And I thought, well, if they bring up the issues directly to Donald Trump, they probably won't be invited back to the White House and be taken off that committee because, quite frankly, I personally believe, and I'm going to say something here that's probably going to sound a little bit outrageous to you guys. I'm going to say it anyhow. I personally think that the CIA took notice of the church, the church activity in this last election, and they said, wait a minute, this has kind of gotten out of control with TV evangelists coming on TV, promoting Trump, having these huge rallies for Trump, and now Trump's the president, and we weren't allowed to put Hillary into the office. I think that they are now doing a psychops on the TV evangelists that have the largest footprint in the market. Now, you got to stay with me for a second because it's going to sound crazy when I first say this. But some of these TV evangelists, they have literally millions of listeners every week, millions. And some of the people don't turn anything on but Christian TV. And they don't have the opportunity to brainwash them through the programming and all the commercials and all the other things like they do on the mainstream media. So they had to find a way, I believe, to subdue Christianity so it wouldn't do another 1776 and demand a revocation of the Johnson Amendment and say, look, we've had enough of all of this. That's why at this point they're still having this evangelical council going to the White House, going to Washington on a regular basis. And I personally believe that is being used to keep these guys in constraint and keep them on Donald Trump's side and not to start saying things about what he's doing on these international TV shows that they're part of. What do you guys think? Hmm. You know, but yeah, if you're still yeah. watching the, um, you know, the, the past, if you're still watching TV, whether it's a, a, a Christian show um, or even something that's not, you know, pushing the extremes and, and being derogatory, you're still opening yourself up, you know, to the advertising and, and, you know, through commercials and a number of other things. So, well, remember, remember though, Joe, that these TV, the, the non-Christian, the Christian channels aren't. They don't allow public broadcast advertising. They're non-profits. So you can't go on and advertise a drug commercial on a Christian TV show. What about the? What about the, their own products, though? They do that, but they're not pushing drugs. They're not pushing all the stuff. They're not pushing secular humanism in most cases. Now, some right. of them get pretty weird. So, so we have been seeing, I, and I talked to David Steele about this, Robert David Steele on, on Wednesday, and I said, do you think that's possible? And he said something interesting to me. He said, the major networks of Christianity have been co-opted, basically have been taken over, have been controlled by the CIA for a long time. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty bold statement to make. But I do know this. I do know this. A lot of stations that are who used to have me on on a regular basis, and I used to talk about health mm-hmm. and alternatives to statin drugs, including Christian markets, have been told by somebody that I can't come back on their shows again. I've seen that personally, Doug and Joe. Wow. That's why I, I'm more responsive to this because remember, you know, when you have a person coming on a show and they're talking about alternative treatments for high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, uh, cancer. All these different things that we are being told that can only be treated through mainstream medicine, and you're reaching millions of people on some of these large broadcasts. You simply end up in a situation where they don't want that being sent out there anymore. I remember one time I actually did a show and we talked to a major TV evangelist about what was going on with the Federal Reserve System, 
And I remember he did a show on that himself, and it had over 100,000 views almost immediately, and it's been pulled down off of YouTube now. So I thought that was interesting because he actually did a show on that. So you got to remember, guys, whenever you have the – some of these guys, remember, some of these guys who own these major networks, they've been linked to homosexuality. They've been linked to adultery. Uh, they've been compromised, just like they've been compromised in Congress. And how do we know that these guys aren't also being told what they may or may not put on at the higher up levels, and then they could go ahead and disseminate that down into their entire organizations and tell them, hey, you don't need to have so and so back on, or this program, this programming is not acceptable. And I could give you some numbers of stuff that I've seen, but that would give too much information on some of the shows that I've done. But I can do that personally with you guys. But the thing about it is, I know for a fact that a lot of these guys, I mean, I know one guest who's a health guest did, a, did, did huge numbers of one of these TV evangelists. I mean, huge numbers, raised a lot of money for his ministry, but he was never asked back on again, period, ever. And it was almost as though the powers to be said, hey, you can't have this guest on again. So it's kind of crazy to me what I've seen in the Christian market, because remember, when you have a Christian show that's pulling in millions and millions of listeners, they have to have some way to control that and control what's being said. Pat Robertson, back in the early 90s, and I'll say this very bluntly because I saw it happen with his 700 Club, he was pretty much on point back you know, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. And he was talking, and he was talking to talk and talking about everything. Then suddenly, Bill Clinton got into office, and Bill Clinton threatened to take away Pat Robertson's 5013C status with Regent University. This is a fact. And what ended up happening is Pat quickly capitulated and stopped doing what he was doing and stopped it. Done. And I saw it. So I won't even watch the 700 Clan Club anymore with Pat. But that happened back in the mid-90s. So I've seen this gradually take place. So when Steele said that the other day, I thought to myself, you know, maybe not every TV show that's on Christian TV is going to be like that unless they get too big. And I remember I was reading an article a few years ago, and they said, if you're worth 40, 50, 60, maybe $100 million, and you're a business guy, and you mind your own business and run your company pretty clean, they pretty much leave you alone. But when you start getting over those thresholds of that much money, they want to know who you are, what you are, what you're doing, because you have too much ability to start doing things like running for Congress yourself and funding your own campaigns, or you have the ability to start funding other people's campaigns who you want to have in Congress, so they want to start controlling you. And see, I don't know if that's what happened to Donald Trump back in the 90s when he had to file bankruptcy on several of his companies, and he got in such a bad cash flow crunch. I was down at a boat show in Miami just a few weeks ago, and our, our boat broker that we had down there, I mean, I wasn't really interested in the boat. I was just looking at him. But the boat broker had a really pretty boat that he showed us, and we were talking to him, and he was talking about, I think it was the Trump, the Trump Princess, which is a huge yacht that Donald Trump used to own that had gotten foreclosed on. And so I thought, wow, that's interesting, back in the 90s. So Trump had some major, major issues happening from a financial standpoint, and I don't know if that's how he ended up getting co-opted or controlled or Whatever has whatever he's capitulated to, I have absolutely no idea. All I know is this: you know, we've got a group of people now in the White House that looks like the who's who of Goldman Sachs, and we've got people like Catherine Austin Fitz saying that this is all about bringing in a one-world government and a one-world central bank, and that they're pretty much trying to put slave trackers into everybody to make sure they can maintain their inventory of humans. I guess so. It's a major mess as far as what's happening in the White House. But anyhow. New front in White House, civil war, as Kushner asserts authority at the NSC. Officials say that Kushner is taking unprecedented role to interfere in foreign policy matters. This is an article by Adam Credo. Now, this is nuts, but it says White House senior advisor Sherrod Kushner is, is leading an unprecedented effort to meddle 
in the White House National Security Council, causing mayhem for senior staff who say the president's son-in-law is interfering in key foreign policy debates, according to Trump's administration officials who spoke to the Washington Free Beacon. Kushner has taken aggressive action to micromanage the NSC, overshadowing even recently installed National Security Advisor McMaster, according to sources both inside and outside of the White House, who describe Kushner's behavior as highly unusual and damaging to the country's national security infrastructure. And my friend who was in the White House, this is exactly what he said he was told by the people in the White House when he was there. Now, you guys have a comment on that. If not, I want to shift over to the radio frequency electronic weapons real quick that we yeah, talked about no, earlier. You know what? How can you even comment on that? Go ahead, yeah. man. Well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, it's so funny, Doug, because remember, about two months ago, two or three months ago now, you know, I was doing your show, again. I think it was back in February or March, and I believe it was February, and we started doing the research on Kushner. And remember, I sent you a bunch of stuff yep. about Kushner. Yep. And I said, Doug, I said, I don't really want to talk about this. This is kind of weird. I said, this can't be right, but I'm digging down a rabbit hole that I don't like. And I remember you called me back and you said, Ted, that's a pretty deep rabbit hole. I'm finding some stuff that I don't like in this rabbit hole either. And so you and I just both decided to leave that alone for a bit and not talk about it. And sure enough, you know, see now how it plays out. You know, see yeah, it. and now we're yeah. seeing how it's playing out. We were right. <laughs> and Ted, I was, I was talking to my dad before the show. There's a a YouTuber named Jason A. He does a lot of these compilation videos and titles them about prophecy and, and prophetic um, things, and, and some of them are interesting. He recently did one uh, that I would urge people to check out if this is a subject they're interested interested in learning more about his YouTube channel, because he does one about Jared Kushner and his business ties and his background, religious affiliation, and, you know, pretty, and pretty much everything where his loyalty, yeah. like, loyalties lie. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an educational video. Yeah. Well, you know, we know he's a member of the Shabbat, okay? We know that. And that's yep. a Jewish, a Jewish cult, basically. And it's not, it doesn't reflect, it doesn't reflect mainstream Jewish views. It also teaches the Kabbalah, we know that. Uh, in addition to that, it's got deep ties to the Mossad in a lot of front agencies with the Mossad through the Kabbalah. I mean, you know, with money laundering, weapons trafficking, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we know that's part of what Shabbat does. We know that. I mean, that's just, that's just fact. So the craziest part is he's linked into that organization with the Shabbat. And that's why it was Steele and I were talking about this on the air on Wednesday. And that's what he said that, that basically Ivanka Trump could have had a, you know, Jared Kushner could have been a, a honeypot arrangement in which they set her up to meet him, be around him, fall in love with him, and to control him and, and control her and control Trump indirectly, uh, knowing full and well that they may have decided that someday he may have some type of national prominence. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's all speculation. All I know is this. We're seeing some crazy stuff. Oh, here's another article here. This is a, this is a really good article. It says, Electronic Weapons, Radio Frequency, Radiation, Remote Manipulation of the Human Nervous System. Now, it gets really complicated as far as the, the chemistry behind the beginning, of this, the beginning of the article, but it's got a couple of very easy sentences to understand, which for folks who haven't had any training in biochemistry, this is going to be, make a lot of sense. We've talked about how they do this. And it says, if a human being is supposed to feel something, do something, or think about something, it is necessary that a large quantity of neurons start firing at the same frequency. We talked about this earlier with your whole tones music, Doug. The chance for the effectiveness of the manipulation of the human nervous system with pulsed microwaves is secured by the fact that the variations of the activity of the human nervous system for various perceptions, reactions, emotions, actions, and thoughts are expressed in different frequencies or sequence of frequencies. 
Walter J. Freeman, who studied for decades the electrical activity of the human brain, simultaneously introducing its multitudes of microelectrodes to the different parts of the brain, wrote that the brain transmission occurs at some characteristic of frequency. Reception occurs and it sets tuned to that frequency. In other words, the frequency or the energy field causes the energy to go through the nerves, causing them to fire. So if the electrolytes in the nerve fibers are reached by microwaves, which are pulsed into the nervous system's activities and frequencies, the membranes of axons, axons, which control the nervous system's activity and react to electrical voltage changes by initiating nerve firing, will react to inflow frequencies of electrical currents. These currents will be produced by frequencies in which microwaves will be pulsed. This is technology. This is patented technology. In this way, the electrolytes in the nervous tissue will function as antennas, and the human nervous system will be controlled by pulsed microwaves targeting the human body. The body can collect and signal and turn it into electrical currents, just like the antenna of a radio set or cell phone. These currents are carried by ions flowing through the living tissues and blood vessels, a system of tubes full of electrically conducted salty fluid, which connects almost every part of the body. When these currents impinge on cell membranes, what are normally electrically charged, they try to vibrate in time with their activity. So in other words, we're controlled by the energy fields and the frequencies around us. And this is exactly what Doug was talking about earlier. That's why we got to be so careful to allow the right music, the right energy, the right frequency, the right prayer, the right thought, the right everything coming out of our mouths, guys. That's right, Ted, and then perfect timing. We're right up against the break. And just like um, frequencies can affect people in a positive way, as you said, it can have the reverse effect, and negative frequencies can bring on um, negative effects. Folks, we're talking with Dr. Ted Brewer, healthmasters.com. He'll be with us. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be right back after these short messages. Greenovative. Go to agmanreport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. What Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right, You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a thing, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that can happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke 
smokeless, fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire. So don't rely on gas or fuel stoves. Prepare your family. Prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better. Folks, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. Need I say more? You should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an MOK. For investors, Timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com, PreciousTimberProfits.com. Ted Brower is our guest. His website is healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Doug5, D-O-U-G-5. For, uh, that's a coupon code for all, 5% off. Everything in the store, 5% off. You can't beat that. Healthmasters.com, Doug5. Take advantage of that. I know we are going to be taking advantage of that as well. Healthmasters.com, Doug5 is a coupon code. Folks, um, speaking of great deals, look, you know, Joe, Joe is, uh, he, he did some, he did some uplanting this week. Yes, and, I did. And, uh, using Texas Ready Seed Bank, uh, you know, Texas Ready Seed Banks are the, are, they're ranked the highest and the best in the world, actually. Um, for good reason. They use regionally appropriated, appropriate open pollinated heirloom seeds. You know, most seed banks, seed banks don't take that into account geographic differences. They do. They use, um, uh, certified seeds. They're more expensive, of course. They think, uh, Texas Ready thinks their customers are worth it. Germination rate on their seeds is just outstanding. And if you don't know how to garden, Texas Ready has several excellent, excellent reference books that help you grow plenty of nutrient dense food and start plants from seedlings as Joe did. Yeah, let me, t- let me yeah, go ahead. In here. Go ahead. And I didn't take pictures, which I should do, uh, for the next time we have do a Texas Ready spot is, um, about maybe a week, two weeks ago, I germinated a number, maybe 20 different um, types of seeds from fruits to vegetables, you know, onions, tomatoes. Well, this week, uh, and especially today, 75% of them have sprouts sticking up out of the uh, germination pot. That's amazing. So, okay. I mean, and then we're not talking, you know, a half inch. We're talking, you know, one to two inches here. So I'm cool. going to start planting them this weekend, and I'll take some pictures, and we'll bring them in. All right, 80-plus varieties of vegetables and fruits, including eight dual-purpose herbs, culinary and medicinal. Folks, TexasReady.net. That's TexasReady.net. One more time, TexasReady.net. Ted, to you, sir. Thanks, Doug. We were talking about frequency, and I want to make one more comment about this, and we're going to change articles. It says, any technology which would produce in the human nervous system flows of electrical currents with the frequency of its activities can be used to control remotely the activity of the human brain and the body. 
At present time, pulse microwaves are the only known technology known to fit and to produce this effect, but easily with contemporary fast advances in scientific research, especially in quantum physics, other technologies may be developed and may have already been developed. And this is what we were talking about on several shows ago back last year. I don't think I brought it up for a bit, is that we we basically are a giant antenna, like an uplink broadcasting network to, <laughs> to the almighty and into interdimensional interface. And so we are basically an interdimensional interface to God. Our whole body is an antenna. And what they're doing here and what they did in the past and what they did, you know, before the flood is they controlled the energy field around the planet. They did it through their thousands of pyramids, et cetera, that we talked about earlier. And this is what they're trying to do now. Now, the way the chemtrails tie in and the amount of aluminum and barium they're dumping on us is they want to do what's called an electrostatically charged a stratosphere. They want to basically make the area of the Earth the first four or five, you know, hundred feet, first four or five thousand feet, first, you know, first twenty thousand feet, heavily electrically charged like a plasma, so it will conduct electricity and currents better. Let me give you an example on that. If you take distilled water and you basically put two electrodes in it and you try to turn on a light bulb using that as a circuit, it won't work. Distilled water will not conduct electricity. You could literally put a high-powered line in one end of a swimming pool and hook up a and fill the water with distilled water in the pool. And if it maintained its distillation and maintained its ability to be distilled, you could jump into the other end and not be shocked because electricity will not transfer through distilled water. The same thing is true when you have atmosphere. Atmosphere is normally a bad conductor. It doesn't work really well. But if you put magnesium, not magnesium, aluminum and barium ions into the atmosphere and you have it float down through, it creates a plasmic field. It creates a, like a static field of energy at a very low level next to the earth. This is what causes when you have a high level of static discharge, you have like the aurora borealis in these, in the northern cities. And when you have a lot of energy up in the ionosphere, they want to bring that energy up in the ionosphere down into the stratosphere all the way down where we are. That way we become better sending, receiving units. And when they inject us or basically infuse us with smart dust through the chemtrails that are barium and strontium, and aluminum, it can actually attach itself into our central nervous system, just like we mentioned earlier with the other ad, creating an electrical conducting field in which we become, we can, we become broadcasting units, sending units into this plasma to be picked up via their Gwen towers and cell towers to maintain constant surveillance on all of us and also on our energy field and our body. In other words, how we feel. They know that they can completely change how you feel. They can cause you to be elated. They can make you suicidally depressed. They can make you sleepy. Uh, they can give you instant diarrhea. They can do anything they want by hitting you with the right frequency. So by putting us in a sea of plasma, a soup, so to speak, of energy, they're going to allow them, it's going to allow them to control us much more efficiently with a lot less energy being broadcast from the Gwen or Cell Towers to tie us into the link. Does that make any sense to either one of you? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, somewhat, Ted. And then, with the same thing with the Morgellons. The Morgellons is they they took they took a, an animal, they took an insect, they took the vegetable domain, and they crossed them all together to form one specific type of organism. And the Morgellons, Morgellons is a horrible, horrible thing. And the Morgellons 
occurs a lot more in people that have been vaccinated, particularly with heavy metals such as mercury. That's a big problem with these folks now that are continuing to get flu shots all of the time because they're still contaminated with 250 micrograms of mercury per dose that you're injecting directly into your central nervous system or into your bloodstream, which ends up in your central nervous system and in your body and your plasma as soon as you take these flu shots, which that's why they say three flu shots in a row will actually increase, can actually increase the risks of senile dementia by up to 50% because of the damaging effects of the mercury. So guys, listen to me for a second. They're doing everything they can to rewrite our DNA. Now we find that we have vaccine animal cells in vaccines. In other words, Ted, you're not, yes. I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to ask you this. Um, when I, when John mentioned to this, me to this earlier, one thing that went through my mind is aren't, uh, medicines and, and things put together with different compounds from plants and animals anyway. I know this is above and beyond and, and not for the purposes of, they're not putting the stuff in there to, to add any, uh, beneficial, uh, health effects. Um, well, but I guess how do we determine that there? No, 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 that's, that's great. Here's an example. If you eat a pig or you eat a dog or you eat a rat, if you eat a worm or you eat an insect, okay, you can do all that. I mean, people have done that on that crazy show that Joe Rogan used to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they all, so, but, but what happens is it goes through the way God intended it to go through Joe and Doug. It goes through the central, it goes through the digestive system. It goes through the mouth where you chew it up. Okay, the salivary amylase starts to digest starches and it dumps into a giant bucket of hydrochloric acid in your stomach. And whatever is in there gets pretty much killed from the hydrochloric acid except for some parasites like trichina, like from pork. And so what happens, everything gets kind of processed the way God wanted you to process it, and it becomes deactivated, and it's broken down into its own individual cells. It's no longer a, a bird or a pig or a duck or a dog. It becomes just individual cells of protein, etc. So the problem with that is... Then that process was not a problem. Then that's how the digestion is supposed to work, and the body picks and chooses from its receptor sites what it wants to absorb. The rest is passed out as feces. That's how it's supposed to work. What we're talking about when you have vaccine animal cells like pigs and cows and dogs and monkeys and mouse and worm and insect DNA directly injected into your bloodstream or into your muscle, it never gets to go through that process of digestion, you're putting this foreign DNA directly into your system. This causes the body to start producing massive antibodies to all of these different compounds, all of these different chemicals, all these different cells, because your body's not supposed to be having live or, or dogs in it or worms in it or insects in it, and your body goes nuts. And so it starts producing antigens against all of the antibodies against all of these antigens. And when that happens, it overloads and massively overloads the immune system. And when the immune system gets overloaded, it simply can't function properly as far as from a health standpoint if it gets exposed to something that's very bad. Let me give you an example today. I'm going to go ahead and read you an article today that I did this on my show earlier. What happens is this. You know, when our bodies become overwhelmed because of the stuff that we put into our immune system and our immune system is overwhelmed, if it becomes exposed to something that's very, very, very bad, it can't do anything to correct that or to get that stuff back out of the system. Does that make sense? In other Absolutely. words, it's already maxed out. Yeah. It, can't, it can't do what it needs to do. Now, what's interesting about this is Bill Gates just made a statement, which just blew my mind, because remember, these 17 Kabbalist groups, 
they have this thing they call their white magic or their lesser magic in which they have to basically tell you in advance what they're going to do to you. They've got to let you know that basically the vampire is at the front door. He's knocking on the door and he wants to come in. If you tell them no, go away, they can't mess with you. But if they announce it to you, they consider the karma on the other side of their world or their universe not to be as bad if you told them, if they told you they're fixing to kill you. Now, Bill Gates warns, this is what he says in Russia today, that terrorists could weaponize smallpox. Speaking at a security conference in Munich, the richest man in the world, supposedly, but he's not, of course, we know the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds are much richer, warned that the impact of deadly viruses such as smallpox, should they spread, could be worse than that of a nuclear attack. Gates, who delivered this chilling warning ahead of a speech at the Royal United Services Institute in London, said the world should not underestimate the potential threat of lethal respiratory viruses as they are becoming easier to recreate and spread. The next epidemic could originate on the computer screen of a terrorist intent on using genetic engineering to create a synthetic version of the smallpox. Here we go. Here we go virus or a super contagious and deadly strain of the bird flu. This is exactly what he said. Now, he's telling us, I feel, that what they're planning on doing. I have long said that I don't believe that we're going to have a nuclear exchange in which the entire planet is going to be in a nuclear umbrella of atomic dust. They don't want to have that happen. Here's why. It's taken this group 6,000 years to put back together the energy grid that they had back at the, at the flood when God pulled the planet apart, pulled the continents apart, and turned off their doggone transmitters. They've got the transmitters online already. They've got them ready to go. They've got CERN ready to go. They've got, remember, this is the, remember, remember we had the, 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 the tunnel ceremony in Switzerland and it was a full druidic worship satanic service just a few, just last spring mm-hmm. when they opened that, that 40 mile tunnel. Yep. This like same group, the same group runs the planet. They don't want to destroy their frequency generators. They don't want to destroy their Gwen towers. They don't want to destroy their microwave towers. They don't want to, it took too much time to put this thing back into place. It's taken them 6,000 years to get us back to this point from the flood. And now they're controlling everything with this energy field that they have around us or they have the potential of doing that instantaneously as they switch it all along at once. I mean, these power cables that go up into these microwave distribution centers, these, these cell towers are huge compared to the amount of energy they draw. There's no reason to have to have these large, uh, this number, this wire up there to run these cell towers. They don't require that much power unless you want to amp it up. I mean, really amp it up. Then they could amp it up because the power lines are there available for it. So they're not going to destroy us with a nuclear exchange. I don't believe that could happen. You may have an individual nuclear bomb going off here and there, but I don't believe these fallen angels and these entities or whatever you want to call them are going to allow that to occur. And here's why. Because they don't want to destroy the system and this infrastructure they've already put into place to control us. There's no point. But if they release biologicals on us, if they put small, remember the smallpox pretty much wiped out the American Indian in certain areas, wiped them out. And if they, if they allow this smallpox to come in in a weaponized strain or Ebola or a avian flu virus or sarin gas, which the Germans developed as, as an insecticide in the 30s, which they've already proven the efficacy of that, if they come in with those types of instruments like that, instruments of death, I should say, they can pretty much effectively reduce the population of the planet to a controllable number and still allow the infrastructure to be maintained. Because remember, it took a lot of people to put this infrastructure together, a lot of people working for hundreds of years now to put this thing together. It can be destroyed with a flash of a nuclear bomb. They don't want that because they don't want to have to rebuild that. But what they can do is they're just as effective at destroying us with biologicals, which Bill Gates is saying that right here in this article from Russia Today 
as they would be using a nuclear weapon. So, guys, that's what I personally think they're going to do. That's why I'm going to say this again. It's super important to maintain your immune system. It's important not to dump a bunch of vaccines into your body, which are going to reduce the ability of your immune system to fight different things that you may be exposed to. It's super important to take 12.5 milligrams of potassium iodide every single day to maintain your immune system, plus three to 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C every day. And if you get sick, you need to have a stragglers on hand immediately as an herb to start taking to get over all of this mess. Plus, you need vitamin D3 and K2 in high concentrations to make sure that your immune system stays frosty and it can handle everything. That's why we have a program. It's called the Immune, Pro- immune Support Protocol at Health Masters, and it actually, you know, it's on sale for the 5% off too, and it's what I take every single day except for the astragalus. Now, if I don't feel 100% right or if I'm getting under too much stress, I'll take the astragalus because it's amazing what that product will do as far as stopping a cold in its tracks before it gets inside of you, gets moving on, you starts messing with you. But I've learned a long, long time ago, guys, it's, this is a, this is a war. This is a war against the immune system of human beings. There's no other excuse for all of these immunizations, for all of these chemtrails, for all of these drugs, for all of this fluoride, for all of this poison they're feeding us with these GMOs, it's all directly affecting us. The problem they're having is that God built us so spectacularly that our immune system is so adaptive that they're having a hard time finding things that will continue to do what they want to have done to you because our body adapts quickly and fixes it, especially when you don't inject it directly into your bloodstream. When you go through your digestive tract, it's very difficult for this stuff to cause problems with you unless it's from an epigenetic standpoint because you've been given GMO foods which are going to control your cellular DNA because it's being incorporated in your DNA from these other changed species that they're putting into us because of what they're doing and mixing different different animals together with plants now and the things they're feeding us with the GMOs. That's why it's so important that we get this GMO exposed and that we stop eating GMO foods. That's why I was so disappointed Obama, who basically who stopped the Dark Act from going into place again, because it doesn't make a difference. The globalists, the globalists don't want us to know this. These Sabbatean Kabbalists that, that rule the banking system, who work with the Catholic Church, who work with the Vatican, who work with the Vatican banking, who work with the CFR, who work with the Council of 300, who work with the Bilderberger Group, who work with Washington, D.C., and they're all tied together in these pedophile networks is what they're tied together with. That's just what it is. And these child trafficking networks, they don't want us to be healthy. They want us to be sick and diseased because a sick, diseased population assumes a victim status, a victim status, not a victor status. And so when you're sick and you don't feel good, you think, wow, I can't get involved in that thing. I can't be able to do this. I can't do that because why? Because I'm a victim. I'm sick. I got to have my drugs. I've got to have my I've got a disease. I've got diabetes. I've got gout. I've got this. I've got that. Whatever. No, you can't assume that victim status. I remember two weeks ago or three weeks ago when I was on with you guys that same night, I'd broken my foot. I'd broken it that day. I didn't assume a victim status with you guys. We had a, you know, three hour show that night, two and a half hour show or two hours, whatever I was on. And I didn't complain about my foot. I just said I kind of fell on the roof backwards and I'm a little bit, my foot hurts. That was it. Next day I got x-rayed as I got a broken fifth metatarsal. I'm in a cast tonight. I'm not assuming the victim status. Oh, I can't do a show with Doug and Joe. Oh, I can't do it tonight. My foot's hurting. Oh, I can't do it. I'm not doing that. That's what they want us to do. 
everybody needs to have a syndrome, a problem, a victim mentality, and you get that when you make everybody sick. Oh, my gosh, I'm taking statin drugs. I feel absolutely horrible. They should know that I can't be involved in that. Oh, my blood pressure's high. I can't get, I can't get excited. My blood pressure will go up. And that's what they want, everybody to be a victim. Guys, what do you think? Yeah. Of course. I mean, the, the victim status is uh, something that, you know, the social, social justice warrior uh, mentality thrives off of it's Ted, default position. That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. And back to something you said, Ted, at the beginning of the show, the links of depression and how depression um, is causing these uh, other ailments in in people. And um, you mentioned the you know the uh, rise in, in dementia and, and whatnot um, from consuming different products. What I wanted to ask you. Uh, and the immune system, how our immune system is being weakened. Do you think there's a link between the immune system and mental health? That's a great question, Joe, because it's not, it's not that simple. There's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a direct link between the gut microbial and mental health. That's been proven repeatedly. See, our entire body is a synergistic organism. It all works together. We have huge amounts of neural cells in our gut. And, you know, we have huge amounts of neural cells in our heart. All of these things tie together with the brain. They signal each other through scalar wave physics. We've talked about that in detail. You have two wave lines, you lay, two radio waves you lay on top of each other, you create a longitudinal wave. You lay two longitudinal waves on top of each other, you create a scalar wave. Our body communicates through longitudinal waves and scalar waves from cells through the immune system, through the gut, through the heart. That's why the heart puts out this giant energy field. It's just all around the body. And this is the heart has a much bigger energy field, we've talked about that before, than the brain puts out. And all of this ties us together into an interdimensional interface with God. That's what it ties us together with. And so the, the reality is yes. The answer is yes. If you have a problem with your immune system, you suffer with depression a lot because your immune system is controlled by the gut microbial in many cases. And if your gut microbial is in a mess, it can't have a good immune system. You can't have a good immune system. You end up having depression issues. So, yes, it all ties together in this giant interface that God made us. That's the problem with mainstream medicine. It wants to take an individual portion of the body and they want to treat it acutely. Like when I broke my metatarsal on my left foot, you know, it's in a cast. That's how it's being treated. That's okay. But if I've got a problem with arterial placking, then I've got to find out why I've got a problem with arterial placking because they want you to believe that if they give you a quadruple bypass, if you go ahead and get that done, that you'll never have a problem with that heart again. That's not true because, quite frankly, you probably have arterial placking throughout your entire central you know, cardiovascular system, throughout your whole body. It's all plugged. That's why people who get diabetes, they have they end up with plaquing in their feet, and they have a decreased flow of blood flow, and they start having to have amputations and their toes cut off, etc., because of the plaquing. So if you remove four or five or six inches of veins in your heart and you replace them to get better blood flow to your heart, it doesn't get rid, help the other twenty thousand miles of blood vessels in your heart to get the plaquing out. So that's why we tell people. We get too much calcium in our diet. That's why you'll never hear me promote calcium as a supplement. We need more magnesium in our diets and less calcium because magnesium helps to prevent the calcium from being absorbed into the soft tissues like the arteries, called hardening of the arteries. That's what causes that is that the magnesium is insufficient in most cases, too much calcium, and it plaques the side of the walls of the arteries. Now, of course, statin drugs, they know, cause 
hardening of the arteries. It causes calcium to plaque inside of the arteries. They know it's one of the side effects of the statin drugs, arterial calcification. Now, that's why I tell folks when they take vitamin D, they've got to take magnesium with it and they've got to take K2 with it because the K2 allows the D to absorb the calcium from your diet and not deposit it in soft tissue like your arteries or your joints. It allows it to go into the bones where it belongs. The reason my foot's healing so quickly, and I can already walk on a cast that I have, a boot, a boot that I'm wearing, within two weeks of a, of a break, is because I took the K2D3, which allowed my bone to heal super, super fast, and now I've got to be careful with it. I can't be putting a lot of pressure on it, and I need to wear the boot for a few more weeks. But I'm 61 years old, and my bone's healing really, really fast. It's because of the supplementation. So if you give your body the nutrients that it needs at high enough concentrations in an absorbable form, it's amazing how quickly your body will heal, how much energy you have, and how much mental acuity you have. This is why about once a month I go to the doctor's office, and I started doing this about six years ago, and I go in and I get actually an injection of EDTA, which is like a chelating formula, which allows this product to go through my veins, all the way through my body, all 20,000 miles of my blood vessels, and what it does, it claws or chelates the calcium back out of my veins, which allows them to stay clear and it maintains their elasticity, and so it helps prevent hardening of the arteries, and it also prevents any type of heart disease or heart attacks, because this is why it's so important. We also have a formula for that, too, but you take it orally. It's just not as fast. You have to take it every single night. It's called chelation formula, oral chelation formula, and it helps to do that, too. And, when I, and I also take that product, too, by the way, but I, I only do the injection about once a month. See, and so if you think through this, you go, wow, that sounds really complicated. Well, it's really not complicated. You don't take calcium supplements. You don't, you don't take calcium phosphate products. You don't take calcium carbonate anything. I did another talk show a few months ago, actually a couple of years ago now, Doug, and Joe, big station out of Arizona, and the guy had had a massive heart attack and had to have a quintuple bypass. And what ended up happening is he had to have, he called me up, we did the show, and he says to me, he goes, well, I don't know what to do. He said, I had this bypass surgery three years ago, and I take all these vitamins, but I'm, I, I just had my arteries checked again. They're getting blocked up again already. And I said to him, I said, well, what kind of vitamins are you taking? And he gave me the name of the brand. It's from a TV preacher, by the way. And he gave me the name of the brand. And I said, let me do some research on those. In fact, the guy's not a TV preacher. He should have a TV show on, on a Christian network. He's not a preacher. He's a medical doctor. I'm not going to give you his name because I'm not going to badmouth him. And I said to him, I said, I, I called him back, and I said, you need to stop taking those supplements. The binding agent they use is calcium carbonate, which is like rock. And I said, you don't need that. I said, that's probably why you're having this buildup inside of your body again. I had another couple, another company that contacted me years ago. They wanted me to promote their product. It was a uh, effervescent calcium magnesium formula, but they used calcium carbonate in that formula. And I told the, the founder of the company, I said, look, the magnesium's good, but you're not using like a bovine calcium. You're using a rock type of calcium that causes hardening of the arteries. I said, you can't use calcium carbonate as a binding agent or in free powder form and mix this. I said, and the guy's name was Ken. And I said, Ken, if you keep taking this, because he was in his 50s, I said, you take this junk, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. And it, Doug Joe, it wasn't six months later he had a massive heart attack. And I Jeez. warned him about it. See, so that's why. That's why. If you look at my supplements at Health Masters, they're in a capsule and they're in powder. The only time we use a sustain and release product, we use natural gums and waxes, and we don't use calcium carbonate. Because of that, I won't put calcium carbonate in my products because it causes hardening of the arteries. And this guy's products, this doctor who this guy was using, 
everything was bound with calcium carbonate. So I called the guy back and I sent him about 10 research articles. I says, dude, you're basically eating rocks. This rock is being built up back in your arteries. Your body can't utilize it. I said, if you've got to take a calcium product, use a bovine calcium, which is like a, you know, from cow bones. And I said, that's okay. That's probably the best you're going to get. I said, but the reality is the vast majority of the people in the United States get way too much calcium, particularly from vitamins, Doug, because they're bound with that, and they end up having these problems like heart disease or hardening of the arteries or senile dementia because of a lack of blood flow to the brain. That's why we use a, a cellulose gel cap with powder in it with no binding agents and our supplements, and that's why they work so well and they work so quickly. And they, they do work well, folks. We're talking with Dr. Ted Brewer of HealthMasters.com. Doug5 is a coupon code. Get 5% off anything on the website uh, for Hagman and Hagman listeners. And uh, get a pen ready. Not this next segment coming back, but after this segment's over, we're going to start, start taking calls. Question and answer with Dr. Ted Brewer, 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. Calls from 9 to 10 with Dr. Ted. Don't go anywhere. Don't we'll go anywhere. Right we'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it will, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric's a, It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Trang Post in the Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to eight major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues. And so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys kit at www.changewithwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. 
means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Hagman and Hagman Report. Do I need to say that again? Of course, you're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Go to HagmanReport.com for news information analysis. That's our uh, primary website, HagmanandHagman.com. That's where you can hook into the show. There are all of the listening options are made available to you and viewing options. And um, but please, folks, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Would you do that for, for me? That elevates us in visibility, search rankings, and such. And um, uh, make sure you get the latest in videos as well as tonight. Uh, it's going to go up, uh, you know, right away. So subscribe to our YouTube channel before you get back to Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Doug5 is the coupon code before you get back to him. Satellitephonestore.com. Satellitephonestore.com. You know, I love satellite phones as opposed to cell phones. It's, um, my wife had to take a trip not too long ago, and I gave her a satellite phone, and uh, uh, she used it with great efficiency. And in fact, there was no there was no cell service where she was at, and we were able to talk without a problem. Visit my friends at satellitephonestore.com. That's satellitephonestore.com. In fact, give Eric Tallman a call eight seven seven nine four three. 6383. Let him know you heard about their services on the Hagman and Hagman Report. This is important because they've got some, uh, they'll, they'll hook you up. They've got some special uh, plans. Uh, actually, it's it's not that much different than a cell phone plan would be. All right. So, you know, if you're into these iPhones and what have you, be much smarter because in a, in a uh, communications outage, you're going to, your, your options are going to be essentially satellite phones. So contact Eric Tolman, satellitephonestore.com. That's satellitephonestore.com. One more time, satellitephonestore.com. His number, 877-943-6383. Let's go back to Ted Brower. Joe, I'm going to kick it over to you. All right, Ted. Um, well, real quick, I want to give out the phone number for the next hour when we're going to be taking question and answer calls with Dr. Ted. The number is 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. And you can start calling after this next break. Where are we going in this segment, Ted? Well, I want to start a little bit. I want to, I want to touch one more time on frequencies and frequency weapons, and then I want to jump into the Rockefeller Medical Complex. And I think I don't think people understand how in depth the Rockefeller Medical people have become as far as controlling this petrochemical drug usage that we have. And I just want to just share a couple of things with you really quickly because. There's some things that are just are so blatant on this that most people don't aren't aware of. This is a, an interesting article. It's called "The Meaning of Life," and it was by written by a PhD. His name's Latham, and he said the Rockefeller Foundation has had two strategies for management that were distinct. Remember the Rothschild and the and the and the, and the um, 
Rothschilds go hand in hand. They, they started the central banking system. The Rockefeller Foundation had two strategies for management that were distinct but complementary to control human behavior at the level of social structures, family work, and emotions, which the foundation referred to by names such as psychobiology and to control human behavior at the level of molecules. Many people date the DNA revolution to the discovery of its structure by James Watson and Francis Cook, Crick, in 1953, but really began 30 years before, conceived by the mind of John D. Rockefeller's group, his Rockefeller Foundation. Thus, it is fitting that DNA is named after him. Listen to this, guys. DNA stands for deoxyribonucleic acid, and ribo stands for the Rockefeller Institute of Biochemistry. Did you know that, Doug? Yeah, I yeah, did. Most, most people don't know that. Ribo stands for the Rockefeller Institute of Biochemistry. Okay? You, you know, I thought that was a joke initially. No, it's not. This really is. Yeah, I, and, I, I know. And it's where the chemical composition of DNA was first discovered in the 20s. The Rockefeller Foundation had become interested in DNA because its trustees feared the Bolshevik-style revolution. Intense public resentment had already compelled the breakup of the Standard Oil Company in 1911, so the foundation sought ways, said trustee Harry Pratt, just in 1913, to reinforce the police power of the state. They intended to find the ultimate key to human behavior, which would allow them to, res- to, to allow the resentful and envious mobs to be effectively managed. The foundation had two strategies for management that were distinct but complementary to control human behavior at the level of social structures, family work, and emotions, which the foundation referred to by names such as psychobiology, and to control human behavior at the level of molecules. And it goes on to say, the Rockefellers construct the gene. The second arm to the science of man's strategy was seen purely based on scientific rationality. To the Rockefeller Foundation trustees, however, rationality meant, here it is, eugenics. Eugenic theory, by definition, implies that humans contain hidden determinants for traits like civility, intelligence, and obedience. Logically, such determinants ought to be discoverable, reason the foundation's trustees. If science were able to peer deep enough, it would discover these mechanisms and molecules that affected this upward causation of behavior. Once identified, such controlling elements, which were initially presumed to be proteins, could be understood and made use of. In other words, everything was about to control human beings. The immediate goal was to attribute the diseases of smoking to genetic origins. Listen to this. The tobacco industry was determined to find gene defects that might lead to lung cancer and addiction. Tobacco executives thought correctly that finding even limited evidence would keep blame from being placed entirely on their products. Hence, genetic determinism could be used to neutralize negative public professional and even legal opinion concerning tobacco. All of this stuff, guys, that they did from this foundation from the very beginning was for one purpose only, to control you. That's what the Gwen Towers are for. That's what all of this stuff is for, is to find out how to control you. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Jeez, yeah. I mean, no, but, I mean yeah. but, I mean, the thing about this is, is this information has been coming out more and more and more and more. The problem is the alternative news now is being managed. Uh, we've seen this with the amount, with the loss of Google revenue and ad revenue and the loss of sales. And so I want, to stay, I want to stop for just a second to say this for everybody listening right now. You know, Hagman's 
have, are providing a really good service to everybody in the alternative news committee and news, 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 the alternative news industry. You know, a lot of the alternative news people have capitulated to the new world order and they're no longer talking about the globalist picks for Donald Trump's cabinet positions and all of the stuff that looks like a Goldman Sachs deal going on up there. It's ridiculous. They're not talking about it because they don't want to lose ad revenue and they don't want to be pushed on a, put on a Google ad ban. We've already seen them do this to Alex Jones as far as, you know, dropping millions of dollars in revenue to him. We saw them do it shortly to Mike Adams. You know, we've seen it do it. Dave Hodges has been affected by all of this. So I want everybody to go to the website, to the Hagman website tonight after the show. And if you like the programs that Doug and Joe bring, be a giver. Because I've learned there's two types of people, Doug and Joe. There's givers and there's takers. And we don't want to be takers. We've got to learn to support alternative broadcasting. You say, well, I've got other things I want to do with my money. Okay, what are you going to do when there's no longer an alternative media out there trying to tell you the truth? That's what they're trying to do, guys. They're trying to censor the alternative news. The alt-right needs to be given. They need to, We need to thrive, not be censored. The problem is a lot of people thought that Donald Trump was going to give us a reprieve. We thought we were going to get four years to eight years of just chilling out, having fun, relaxing, getting a vacation cottage, and just sitting back and eat, drinking, and be healthy for, you know, whatever. That's not happening. This whole thing with Trump is turned into this giant mess, this giant corptocracy, this giant Goldman Sachs Rockefeller mess that's happening right now, Soros mess, and we have to hold his feet to the fire on all of these campaign promises that he's flip-flopped on. And if the alternative news doesn't do this, Doug, the right, the, the, the conventional news, the CNN and the ABC and the CBS and all these other companies, they're not going to do any of this stuff. Because we all know that these guys are just nothing but pathological liars, and they twist and only report events they want to report, and they put their own special twist. Because remember, the Reuters and the APY are both controlled by this Rothschild banking cartel network, either directly or indirectly. They tell you what the news is because they're the ones indirectly with their banking systems who, through corporate interlocking directorships or just straight-out flat, straight stock purchases, are controlling 90, 95% of what you hear. So if we silence the voice in the wilderness crying out to all of the people around us of the alternative media, it's simply not going to be able to be broadcast any longer if they shut it down because yep. the people give it, they'll, they'll, they won't, they'll never give it the opportunity to get another foothold. They won't. So that's why we've got to do what we need to do to support alternative news. I ask you, give a dollar, give five dollars, give a hundred dollars, give a thousand dollars. Some of you listening right now can give ten thousand dollars to the Hagman show. I know you can. Because I know a lot of the guys who listen to the show. At least do something. If it's a dollar, if everybody listening to the show right now gave a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars right now to the Hagman Show, it would change everything as far as the budget for the Hagman Show and their ability to continue to grow and develop their brand and their image and their, their impact and their footprint in the alternative media world. This is so important because now we've seen so many right-wing conservative news talk shows capitulate. Yep. And they're refusing to talk about what Donald Trump is doing. They're refusing to talk about the cabinet picks. They're refusing to talk any of this stuff because they don't want to be, quote, unquote, singled out by Google as far as not having their ads promote revenue for them anymore. Guys, you've got to understand something. Either we're going to be part of the solution or we're going to be part of the problem. Now, I'm going to say something very quickly, and this is important. I talked about this on Tuesday. This is not a Donald Trump movement. It may have been, he may have been the spokesperson. He may have got a lot of people thinking about there's an alternative to these idiots in the White House that we've had for the last, well, since John F. Kennedy, except for Reagan and after, for the first two months. This is a movement of God. 
This is a movement of the freedom. This is a, this, this is a grassroots movement that took hold and allowed Donald Trump to be elected into the White House. Now, Trump's kind of like the accidental president, you know, because we know that Hillary Clinton had been given the pick by the globalists, by the CFR, by the Bilderberger group. We know she already had huge fireworks already ready to go for the night of the, the night of the election. She lost all of that. Why? Because we stood as a group and we said we will not go quietly into the night. We will not allow them to do this stuff. We will not put a witch, a Sabbatean witch in the White House. A true Luciferian witch. Now, this movement with Trump has been hijacked by these Sabbateans now. If Trump was ever for real, which I hope and I pray that he was. But I said this on your show, Doug, and I said it on my show. There's no way that a Sabbatean witch was going to get into the White House. That was Hillary. And so we kept her out. But now what we have to do is we have to realize this isn't about Donald Trump. It's about us, about me, you, Doug, and all of the listeners tonight realizing that we have to be about our father's business right now, and we can't allow this group of people in the White House to control us or to silence us. No, we will not go quietly into the night. No, we've already proven that by putting Trump in office. Because I said this years ago, and I'll say it again. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It's we the people that control the United States, because there's only four or five hundred of these clowns up there. Look at how many there are of us. The problem is we've capitulated and we've given the power to these politicians, these stinking pedophiles and adulterers and drug addicts in the doggone Congress, and we've given them the ability to control us. They've given it over to the doggone military. The military's turned around and given it to the satanic CIA, and the satanic CIA has given it over to these Kabbalist, druidic Worship people that use human sacrifice to control the energy field around the planet. They're trying to tie us into the D-Wave computer, to tie us into an interdimensional interface, into Lucifer. That's what's going on in a nutshell. I had somebody say to me the other day, Doug, on my show, they sent me a letter out of England, and they said, we love your show, we love your politics, we love everything you do, but we don't want you to talk about the religious part. We don't want to hear about Jesus. We don't want to hear about Yeshua. We don't want to hear about Yahweh. All we want to hear about is just health, nutrition, and the political stuff. And I emailed them back, and I said, look, no, absolutely not. No. I said, you can't explain what's going on in the world today. It is impossible to explain it without going back to Genesis chapter 6. It can't be explained because none of it makes any sense. It's too stupid. Who in the world would pollute their own planet with chemtrails? Who in the world would do all this crazy stuff with Fukushima blowing out all this radiation for all these years? Who would do this? Who would kill the Pacific Ocean? No, these Sabbatean Kabbalists want to turn the entire planet upside down because Lucifer's their daddy. Chances are, go back to the, in fact, they trace their lineage back to Nimrod, all the way back to Lucifer, and they claim to be the benign Nephilim, the sons of the fallen. They claim to have the actual DNA of Satan running through their blood. This is who these guys are. They're turning the world upside down, like Aleister Crowley said, do what thou wilt, and they're turning everything upside down, making everything good that God created is bad. And this is who these guys are. And so we've got to understand something. Our fathers, Yeshua, uh, Yahweh, that's our dad. That's who we are. We can't be caught into the worries and the cares of this world. We have to be about our Father's business, and we have to continue to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I told this guy, I said, unless, if I take out the Christianity, if I take out the Old Testament, if I take out Genesis chapter 6, if I take out the book of Enoch, if I take all of this stuff out of what I teach and what I believe, nothing makes any sense, because these guys are nuts. And I said, this is the only thing that ties it all together in a nice little bow wrapped 
package that we can understand who these nuts are, what they're doing, and why they're doing it. Otherwise, Doug, it's complete insanity right. that they would destroy their own planet they're living on. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? You cannot extract the spiritual component uh, to no. what's taking place, the biblical component. And people try. I'm amazed at the number of people on, especially on the uh, progressive uh, political forums. When you read the, when you read them, uh, you know, religion is a mental disorder. They mock God. They mock Jesus. They mock Christianity. They mock Islam. Uh, but it, yeah, it's, well, the reason, Doug, Doug, the reason they do that, and I've, I've spoken about this many times. It says that the mind of the unbeliever has a veil over it. That veil is this energy field around the planet. It's this this negative frequency, this field that engulfs the vast majority of the populations. That's why we started this show off tonight with that prayer after I received it yesterday, because I knew how important it was to bind and loose all of this stuff that we talked about in that prayer. Their minds have been blinded. It says that in the Word of God, or they would believe and they would see and they would understand. But because of their lack of ability to see the truth because of this energy around them. It's like it's like when I became a Christian back in 1979, when I finally went to church and I finally realized what had happened in my life. I mean, I'm in graduate school at Florida State, and I finally realized that we're a created vessel by, built by God. We're an antenna to God, and the only thing that will fill our vessels, the Holy Spirit, the frequency of God, and I finally understood that. I thought, wait a minute. Without that infilling of the Holy Spirit, without that relationship with God Almighty and with Yeshua, with Jesus Christ, nothing else matters because we're only going to be here for a very short period of time. I mean, I'm 23 years old when this is going on. I'm 61 years old. That's almost 40 years ago now, over 40 years. And the thing that's crazy about all no, not quite, not quite 40 years. But the, 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 the crazy thing about this, Doug, is when I finally accepted Jesus Christ, I felt peace come in me. I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit come in me, and I thought, Wow, what a difference that made. See, that's the thing. I remember a few months ago, we, I prayed the sinner's prayer with a lady who has her own website. I've told you the name before. And she, she became a Christian, and she had been raised as an atheist. And in fact, she, her mom died just a few weeks ago, and she went to her mom's death. And it was horrible. It was horrible. She said it was horrible because she died as an atheist. And, and she said that the peace came over her about two or three hours after she had been accepted Jesus Christ. She said, it's the peace I've never felt in my entire life. The peace that passes all understanding when we keep our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ to be about our Father's work. It doesn't make one bit of difference what Donald Trump does. It doesn't make any difference. We're, we're but a mist. We're going to be here for a short period of time. And what I want to do is when I get to heaven, I want God to look at me and say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want. And if we all have that mindset and we don't, we can't put our hope in a man. This is a spiritual problem, not a political solution in the United States. If we, until we get these Sabbatean Kabbalists out of our schools, I mean, we've got the doggone teachers union came out last week, Doug, and they said they want to start teaching transsexual behavior to two-year-olds. Two-year-olds. Yep. I mean, this is what's taking over our country. And because of political correctness, we're like, because that, um, that, that gay Kenyan we had in the White House, we've got this whole mess going on now with this transsexual stuff. No, this is not okay. It's not okay now. It wasn't okay in Genesis chapter 6 with God. It's certainly not going to be okay coming up to the final tribulation. None of this is okay. We've got to choose which side we're going to be on, and we've got to say, hey, Donald Trump, you're screwing up. you got a mess going on here. You need to fix this. No, I'm not going to continue to support you. I don't care. I'm not going to continue to say you're doing good when you're doing bad that's stupid 
There's no reason to control, continue to support this guy when he yep. puts a guy named Gottlieb into the Food and Drug Administration who is so pro-immunization, he will say, force mandatory MMR on adults. Are you kidding me? None of that's okay, Doug. No, none of it, n- none of it is. And, and, you know, you still want to get on a terror or continue on a terror. Uh, <laughs> our, our, our Congress... Uh, you know, go back to 1993, I think it was, in our Congress had done more, uh, by this time, having a, um, uh, majority in, in the Congress, then we've got a Republican majority. What in the hell's wrong with Congress? They have not done anything when they've had the opportunity. You've got a, 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 a conservative, so to speak, small c, Congress, majority, Nothing has been done. Nothing has been passed. Nothing is going on. You've got, and you've got, you've got supposedly a Republican small C conservative in the White House. Perfect time. Where's the, um, where's the action? We're not well, seeing it. So well, I, there you when, go. When, when Dave Dobermeyer and I were in Washington D.C. two years ago for a conference, we both were speaking at up in, in D.C. I'll never forget. We walked the halls of Congress and we met with our reps and some of the people and the aides, etc. And we're walking through the hallways. And I looked at Dave and I said, are we the only straight guys here? Because <laughs> he goes, Ted, I don't know, man. Everybody looks gay to me. And I said, I think pretty much 90, 90, 95% of these guys are gay. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm talking AIDS pages, everything. I mean, we know, you know, we know that's probably true because we know what's going on with pedophilia up there and all the other weird stuff that goes on in Washington, D.C. This is why these guys don't do anything, Doug, because they've been bought at a price that may have been a 12-year-old cowboy, a 16-year-old cowboy, yep. maybe a drug, it may have been a whore, it may have been, it may have been, you know, a big cocaine wrestler going on. They may have been videotaping them with a with an adult woman, and the guy's drunk, and they throw a girl in bed with him, keep videotaping. He didn't know it's a girl. I mean, you don't know what happened to these guys. The problem is their morality has been compromised, and now they're they're scared that they're going to be told what to do. Same thing with Obama. I mean, we had Obama in the White House with a Republican Republican controlled Congress who refused to impeach him over IRS gate and the Fast and the Furious. Are you kidding me? Refused. And then he turned around and he passed that dog and they passed that law not telling us what was in our food or what GMOs were. That's because Congress has bought at a price. They don't have to vote the way they're told to vote every single time. Sometimes they can vote their conscience. But when it comes to these key issues of what they can and can't do, over 50% of these guys are compromised. And the guys that are compromised need to be brought out of the public and they need to be exposed. Now, even if that means giving them clemency or giving them a presidential pardon for them to get right and confess their sins unto the American population, not to leave them in office, but to make them realize they can't live like this or do this or have this type of behavioral pattern in the White House or in the Congress or in the Senate, and it's okay. None of it's okay. I mean, Trump wanted to build a wall. We got no wall. Okay? Trump wanted to get rid of Obamacare. We still got Obamacare. Trump wanted to give us an income tax cut. We still got income, but nothing's changed on that. I mean, what has he done? TPP was already dead before Trump got in office. They said, well, he killed Tino. No, he didn't. And, and, they, and, the, and the Atlantic Transfer Partnership, he, he may have put the final death nail on those things, but they weren't going to get passed anyhow. And so here's the problem. All of these different things. How about the Johnson Amendment? How about the fact that we have hundreds of churches now going to Washington, D.C., writing congressmen, telling them they do not want the Johnson Amendment repealed. They want to leave it in place. Are you kidding me? That tells me right now that those churches have been co-opted by the CIA or by somebody else because they don't want to be able to speak political things from their pulpit. Are these guys like brain dead? Are they wearing, are they wearing panties under their jackets? What's the heck wrong with these guys? Are they carrying lace? I mean, who are these people who don't want to be able to speak from the pulpit the truth of what's going on in Washington, D.C.? But that's what we have. In fact, Chuck Ball wrote a whole article on that this past week. And he quoted a bunch of other articles. None of this stuff is okay. 
And if you're in a church who says, well, we don't want the Johnson Amendment passed, you need to get your butt out of that church. It's enough of this nonsense. It's enough of these guys with their weirdo lifestyles in these pulpits and some of the stuff they do anyhow. We need, they need to be exposed. We need real men back in the pulpit. We need real men back in Washington that don't like to sodomize little boys and get these bunch of sicko perverts out of there, Doug. That's how I feel about all of this stuff. And Trump is not the answer. He's proven that. The problem is we've got to continue to keep the feet to the fire for these congressmen and these senators and all the things that they've done. We've got to make sure they realize they're not going to be reelected. But the problem is, oh, heaven forbid that, they bring home the bacon. They teach us how to fry it up in a pan. And they basically send us all their little special interest money to our groups and our little, government, our little counties and our little states every single year. We've got to leave them in there. No, we don't. If these guys don't want to tell the truth when they're in Congress or when they're in the Senate or whatever, they need to take a hike and they need to go. If they don't have the best interest of their constituency at hand, they need to go. And quite frankly, I believe in term limits. I think we all do now. You know, four or five terms, ten years up there for a congressman and, and a couple terms in the Senate, that's gosh awful plenty. We don't need to have these guys up there like McCain and Lindsey Graham. Are you kidding me? Even Ralph Brid Bader Ginsburg said something the other day, basically called him a woman, Lindsey Graham. And I thought, well, that's probably a true statement. I mean, this is a major, major mess that we have in Washington right now, and it's not getting any better because the banking interests are in bed with these guys, with these lobbying groups, and until we put a stop to all this stuff, the problem is, Doug, they have to vote for the laws, and they don't want to cut out their, their basically their money flow, and they don't want to start doing things that are going to affect them from an income standpoint or their retirement for an income standpoint, or they don't want to be exposed for being the criminals that they are by the same group of people that are bribing them. What do you guys think? And you too, ladies and gentlemen, can benefit by HealthMasters multivitamins, including B and the purple sticks. You just heard Ted Brower, Dr. Ted Brower. Uh, I'm being, I'm being facetious, but you know, seriously. Uh, I did have a purple stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. See, the, the, the focus, the clarity, the delivery. <laughs> Be energetic. HealthMasters.com, Doug Five. Go ahead. About uh, Donald Joe. Trump, uh, in the closing minute before we go to the break, <clears throat> I think that, um, you know, obviously Trump was our best option in the election. We had Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and, and it was a no-brainer. We had to get Trump in there. And I think that he's still um, trying to figure out, you know, who's on the side, who's who's pushing. He's still trying to um, get a good balance and understanding of how to run the White House in a way, not that makes everybody happy, but that gets the most accomplished. And, you know, we're still in the first 100 days. He has done a lot as president, and... Uh, we hope he doesn't backtrack on many of his promises and he continues to fulfill him. the It's things. not about him. It's about the movement. It's about well, us. Exactly. Each and every one of us have to have to be involved in this in order for us to be successful. We do have to hold him accountable, but I think um, I'm still holding out hope, waiting to see what's going to come down the pike three months, six months, and even a year into his presidency. Uh, obviously, we still have more than three and a half years to go, so I'm not ready to, to pull the plug on him yet. But, yeah, there are some questions that, that should be answered or things that need to be fixed. When we come back, 844-769-2944. We're going to take questions with Dr. Ted Rohr. You can ask him questions about his products, uh, health questions, or um, questions related to current events and geopolitics. We'll be right back after these short messages. Don't go anywhere.
just what kind of thriller predicts the future. In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. At HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Edition of the Hagman Hagman Report. Uh, Ted Brower is our guest. Dr. Ted Brower, that is. Healthmasters.com, that's his website. Doug5 is the coupon code. Take advantage of that. 5% off all merchandise. And we use his products very good. The best. Uh, actually, the, the only nutritional supplements, in my view, out there for... Um, um, I, I don't think I'd would use anything else. If you do nothing else, folks, order his multiple vitamin, ultimate multiple. Uh, you're going to notice the difference right away. That's healthmasters.com. 
until further notice, Doug, 5, 5% off all of the, well, his inventory, his complete inventory. Um, I recommend the Ultimate Multiple, as well as the Purple Sticks, as well as, well, the, the entirety of his product line. Before we get back to Ted and your calls, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com, have you visited MinutemanStove.com recently? Oh, my goodness. Deluxe Fire Star, uh, Deluxe Stove and Fire Makers Kit. Um, Minuteman Forever, 50 inch fire starter uh, square skillet package and grill package you got your Minuteman rocket stove the Cadillac of rocket stoves you've got you've got more than just the simple rocket stove although it's the best i mean it's the best rocket stove on the market you've got you've got uh um sticks you've got uh the uh flashlights the same kind you see on TV, you know, where the truck runs over them. Uh, just a wonderful sustainable lighting power package. Folks, visit Minuteman Stove. You cannot beat the product line. You cannot beat the uh, quality of the products. All made in the USA. The rocket stoves. Um, fantastic stuff. MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. John, I'm going to kick it over to you. All right. We're going to do a question and answer uh, hour with Dr. Ted Brewer. The phone lines are full. We're going to get through these calls, but the number is 844-769-2944. And I want to thank Todd and his wife from Global Star Radio Network for manning the phones. Uh, Ted, are you ready to take some phone calls? I'll do the best I can. Uh, Guys, do me a favor, okay? Just keep the question kind of succinct to the point, and just that way we can take as many phone calls as we can tonight. As far as individual diagnosing and prescribing and all that, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to talk in generality and terms. If there's a problem that you're having that I don't know how to tell you to approach from a nutritional standpoint, just send me an email to the office, and what I will do is I will work on that personally and try to get that done for you and get it back to you via email. So we got to keep this as succinct as we can. We can talk about anything. We can talk about the blood of Christ. We can talk about transhumanism. We can talk about more gelons. We can talk about geopolitical politics. Uh, I'll try to talk to you about anything that that I've studied on. And if I don't know the answer to something, I'll simply tell you again, I don't know, but I can find out, or I'll try to find out. Okay, let's do it. All right. First up, first call is from uh, Pat in Maine. Pat, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report with Dr. Ted Brewer. Hello. Uh, Adrian. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wonderful to hear you guys. This is so humbling. And wonderful, and um, man, my adrenaline's going a thousand miles a minute. Uh, but my whole query is Facebook and why Mark Zuckerberg and these people um, in the high tech regions of Silicon Valley are allowed to get away um, with these horrible um, crimes against humanity. And I really feel that in the coming days, that it's going to be Nazi Germany all over again. I guess that's the question all three of us can you know, put an answer to. I personally believe it's just all part of the control mechanism. We know that Google and their analytics and the smartphones, et cetera, are basically used as a brain-stimulating device to do a dopamine trigger. And these guys are enslaving us. They're enslaving us one smartphone at a time, one iPad at a time, one computer terminal at a time. And remember, these guys work, it's, they work together with Singular, Singularity University with Kurzweil. They also work together with NASA. And they're all bringing in this one world global government and they're bringing in a technology to control us through frequency manipulation and through our DNA. That's why they're allowed to get, a, they're allowed to get away with all of it simply because 
the Sabbatan Kabbalists that are running the planet, the, the banking systems, they're the ones that are financing all of this stuff, and they're the ones that are wanting to have it done. So that's why they're above the law. They're not prosecuted, and they're allowed just to kind of run roughshod over the rest of humanity because that's the goal here. That's the final goal. What do you guys think, Joe and Doug? Well, one, um, you know, the, the level of censorship and controls that Facebook uh, uh puts out over especially the, the alternative and conservative media is very alarming a good example of this mark dice did a video on this earlier this week he had a post that he put up about i believe it was a dove soap commercial where it was a soap commercial about mothers and they gave three or four examples and the last example they gave was of a, a man who identified as a woman and he you know he was saying how he's a mother and he was cross-dressed and all this stuff well, they suspended his account for his post because he said, uh, you know, I'm going to throw up and I need some Irish spring, um, you know, making a joke with another brand of soap. And they turned around and they suspended his account for 24 hours. Well, they, they reactivated it and issued an apology to him. So he reposted the same post again because it was removed. Well, then they, after issuing an apology for banning him for that same post, they turned around and banned him for 72 hours for the same post they already apologized That'll for banning him, him for. And this is just one small example. You know, you have shadow bans on Twitter, the demonetization on YouTube. That's right. And the level of, of control that these people are allowed to exert. When you have the Fresno uh, or the uh, Facebook killer shooting, allowed to stay up on Facebook for three hours. When you have uh, assassinate Donald Trump Facebook pages that are, you know, left to, to be unchecked. But yet somebody who opposes the immigration uh, and, and flooding of the West with, with Islam you post something about that, and you're going to get banned. You're going to get blocked. You're violating their terms of service. It's a very uh, their terms of service and, and their definition of hate speech only seems to apply to views that are in opposition to their political views. And in that sense, it is like Nazi Germany, and it's only going to get worse. All right, um, Adrian, thank you so much for the call. We're going to move on to Richard in Canada next. Richard, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, so great to talk to you, Joe and and Doug. And uh, I first discovered you tonight there, uh, uh, Dr. Ted. Uh, and by the way, all those things you had to say, amen, brother, amen, 100%. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so I guess <laughs> it, it was a lot. I'm going to have to listen to the show a second time to really absorb it all. But uh, I think uh, I'm on the same page as you are. So I guess my question was more towards uh, Christianity. And I know you talked, let's just talk about the good and the evil. And I really do feel now, you know, when you take all the drama away and all the idiosyncrasies and the, you know, the uh, the banking system and all those things, when you really get down to the baseline of it all, it really is, um, it really is, you know, good versus evil. Um, and I want to read something here and just get your thoughts on it. Uh, this is a quote. I think the movie used it, but it came from a, I believe, it was a French philosopher or a spin on it. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And I think about that statement, and I really think that kind of holds true. You know, people that uh, practice uh, Christianity, I think they're practicing lukewarm Christianity. And really, I think the evil in this world is trying to mask itself. And I think that I think for me that that statement exemplifies that. And I just wanted to get your kind of thoughts on that. Well, that's that's a quote that I've heard many times, and it's, it's true. This was a secularism did secularism. What it what it and what his intent was 
wasn't to basically stamp out the devil. It was to stamp out everything as far as any type of religion, any type of anything. And so when they do that, they leave a giant void in which humanism can come in and take control of the population because no, no longer does anyone have a moral right or wrong compass. So, yes, that's one of the primary things they did in the very beginning. And then they also did it with the eugenics protocol starting back in the 1800s with Darwin, thinking that we came from telling us that we came from animals. That was another thing that dehumanized us. And then Rockefeller continued doing this with the stuff we talked about earlier tonight. And all of this stuff is meant to take away our relationship with Yahweh and Yeshua. They want to destroy that. That's what Hollywood has done. Hollywood has a deep-seated hatred of Jesus Christ. They hate Christ. Look what they did to Mel Gibson. And they told him they would destroy him if he released the movie The Passion of the Christ because they want to bring in this Kabbalah, this Kabbalah satanic group of people that are going to control the airways and put all of this filth into our minds. That's who these guys are. And so you're absolutely right. They want to create this giant void, make people think the devil's not real, God's not real, nothing's real. And then in the end, they're going to bring us back under a Luciferian dictatorship, which is what their goal is. And this is exactly what the Bible says in the book of Genesis that they're trying to accomplish. What do you guys think? You know, the one uh, Bible verse comes to mind where it says the serpent was more subtle than any other. More uh, cunning, that's right. Yeah, more more subtle and cunning than any other beast in the field. That tells me a lot right there, especially with the quote, uh, the greatest trick the devil pulled was convincing people he didn't doesn't exist, mm-hmm. is how when we think of um, what we do in in uh, our promotion of, of Jesus and the gospel and planting the seeds that, you know, uh, the Lord will water and, and it'll either convert people or people will grow strong in their faith. The same thing, it works the same way on the other side. The seeds of evil um, can be planted and can be done so cunningly and very subtly where you don't notice them. But if you uh, continue down that path, you know, those things will, will sprout up and manifest into something far greater and, um, one of the, you know, I always say this that you couldn't put the what's on TV programs from the 1990s. You couldn't have taken the culture of the 1990s and just thrown it onto a TV program in you know 1960 because people would be outraged. They had to slowly break down the morals and slowly break down, um, you know, the belief system and, and infiltrate Christianity. It's a process, and it can't be done overnight. And um, this is how you know we are infiltrated infiltrated by evil on on a, a constant basis. And also, Joe, I want to, I've mentioned this before, but for the listeners who haven't heard me talk about this before, I want to bring this up. Back in the mid-1800s, the Schofield Bible came out, and they promoted the rapture. And when they started promoting the rapture, they started taking Christians out of the loop because the Christians were told that nothing bad was ever going to happen to them, that before the tribulation started or before all hell broke loose in our United States, that God was going to bring them up with the first load and they were going to be translated or raptured out of their bodies and go directly into heaven so nothing was going to happen to them. Well, the problem I have with that whole teaching is this. The Bible says if the tribulation wasn't cut short, that even the elect, the, the top of the line of the Christians and the guys that were really serving God would not be saved, could not be saved. So... This whole rapture theology that started with the Schofield Bible and then continued moving towards Zionism, allowing the Rothschild banking cartels to set up Israel. We know what happened with that with the Balfour Declaration. I've done an entire show with you on that. And allowing Israel to get a pass on no matter what they do, even though they're a Rothschild fiefdom, so to speak. It doesn't make any sense to me. And see, all of this stuff has taken over 150 years to manifest. And so, Joe, you're exactly right. They know they can't do it. If you'd have taken the filth that we have on TV today 
and try to drop it into a 1960s format back 50, 60 years ago, the station would be shut down. They'd probably close. They would probably be put in jail and everything else. But now it's just considered okay. I mean, you watch the mainstream cable networks now. They openly use God's name in vain. They curse all of the time. They have open, not total like a sex thing, but they have, they have, you know, bare breasts and bare this and bare that. I mean, I'm talking stuff that kids can watch that's not being paid for. We're not talking about prime channels that you have to pay for. This is just regular TV. The violence is unbelievable. And all of this is part of the Sabbatean Kabbalan way to turn everything upside down that God created to be received with Thanksgiving. Because remember, Sabbatean Levi in the 1600s, he had a, a group of followers, a sect of Judaism, that he told them that he was the Messiah. And the only way they could bring the serpent God out of the pit, if you guys read their, their stuff they teach with their Kabbalah, is to basically turn everything evil on this planet. That's what they were trying to do. And so they taught these guys this. Well, he ended up converting to become a Muslim. And this is a true story. You can read it, you can read about it on Wikipedia if you'd like. Uh, and they won't with a lot of this stuff, but you can read about it online if you'd like. And then what happened is Jacob Frank said that he was the reincarnation of, of Sabbatane Levy. And he's the one who brought the Rothschild banking cartels into the Sabbatean, Sabbatean Levy cult of trying to turn everything upside down. And when the Rothschilds got involved, they brought their Babylonian money system their slave debt money system is what it is, into power throughout Europe, and that basically has permeated now for hundreds of years throughout the entire planet, and now we only have a few central banks that are not controlled by this Rothschild giant vampire squid banking system that's being run through the Bank of International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland. In fact, if you want to read a really interesting book, it's called The Tower of Basel, you can read that, and it talks about the BIA and how it was founded after World War I for Germany to pay war reparations through. It's a very interesting concept. And then, of course, in 1933, the United States was bankrupt because of the Federal Reserve Act siphoning the money out and contracting the M1 money supply. And so in 1933, you know, Franklin Delano, his country was basically bankrupt, so he decided to seize the money. Roosevelt did seize all the real money, the gold, which funded the Exchange Stability Fund, in 1934, and in 1934, the Exchange Stability Fund was created and funded with billions of dollars and basically seized gold from the American population, and that right there started the shadow government and gave the Rothschild banking cartel, the Fed, control over the United States Treasury. That's the systematic process of how the Fed, how this how this shadow government took place. They tried to do it all the way back with the War of 1812 because they wanted to have a central bank. And Biddle got it put in with the Bank of America. Andrew Jackson, 20 years later, got it booted out when his charter was over with. They tried to kill him. They worked from the very beginning to try to get the central bank into the United States, in which they did on Jekyll Island, where they, I think it was 1910 or 1911, they, they started the formation of all of this stuff, and then they did it in 1913. This is how this whole thing processes. These guys, remember, these guys don't have a five-year plan. they got a 100-year plan. they got a 200-year plan. This is what they do. And, you know, in Rothschilds, if you read the book, The, uh, the Bloodlines, it actually says that the Rothschild banking cartel sets a place center, the head Rothschild family, they set a place setting for Lucifer at their dinner table every single night. And according to this book, it's claimed that approximately every 37 years, he shows up and tells them how to proceed with world events. Now, I'm not privy to that. I'm not in that weird thing. But we know the movies that Stanley Kubrick did, Eyes Wide Shut, that it was basically talking about what the Rothschilds did in their private Babylonian parties. And I've got a friend of mine who was invited to one of these parties. I kid you not. He's an international talk show host. If I mentioned his name, you'd know exactly who he is. And he went to this party, this Babylonian party. It wasn't in a, it was in a warehouse district close to where he lives. And when he got there, there were all these people running around. Basically, it was a giant orgy. 
and he couldn't believe it. I know of another, and I know this personally from a firsthand experience, one of my contacts in the speaking field, one of the top motivational speakers in the world, every single day. He's also one of these these Kabbalists, and what he does is every day after he does a seminar, he passes out room keys to like 20 or 30 women, the good-looking women in the front rows, inviting them to a Babylonian party in his room in his penthouse suite, and they have a large orgy. You think I'm kidding you? I'm not kidding you. And by the way, guys, Remember what the Bible says. Paul says, stop doing the orgies throughout the New Testament. Stop going to orgies. You think, what's he talking about, orgies? Guys, these orgy things have never stopped. This has been going on since the Babylonians. This has been going on since the Druids. This has been going on since the children of Israel left the, the, in Egypt, and Moses went up on the mountain to bring the, the commandments back down. He comes down. They're having a giant satanic party down there, worshiping a golden calf with a giant orgy going on. This is all part of the worship that was taught to these people in the book of Enoch all the way back to Genesis chapter 6 from the fallen angels. All of this stuff is brought back through us again being recycled as it was in the days of Noah when every thought of every man was evil all of the time. So guys, this stuff is all around you. You just don't see it because you're not exposed to it. But they've completely contaminated our youth with their pornography. With their, uh, giving these kids these iPhones they can watch porn on it, it, it whatever. I, I know, I have a, there's a private school I know, and I talked to one of the headmasters here a few months ago, and I asked him about it. I said, what do you have, wait, do you have any problems with this, this whole secularism getting into your school? He goes, well, Ted, he goes, here's what's happened. Almost all the kids here now don't think they're a boy or a girl. They all consider them themselves to be bisexuals. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, that's what this has done to the generation of the, today. They consider themselves to be bi, and they don't think there's anything wrong with that because they've been programmed by people like Miley Cyrus and Madonna and Katy Perry that all of this is okay. And, guys, I'm here to say this to you. It's not okay, and we can't allow ourselves to be conformed to the standards of this world. We have to rise above that. That's why I said Donald Trump is not our messiah. He's a figurehead. He's an employee of the people of the United States. He's basically been hired. He's a hireling. We, the people, are supposed to run this country, and we've got to take our country back. And I'm sorry to get long-winded on that answer, but I just want to explain a little bit of that, Doug and Joe. What's, what's, do we have another caller? Yeah, we have a number of callers. Thank you, Richard, for your call. hope that answers your question. We're going to go next to Todd in Michigan. Todd, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman. That would answer every Richard's question. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Todd. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, I want to raise both hands to uh, Yahweh and bless you guys and say amen. One huge amen. And uh, I guess it's a night of Todd's. And I guess it when is I, Todd. When I, turned, when I turned on the show tonight and I looked at your face, Ted, the tears started coming down. And you hadn't said a word yet. The show hadn't begun. Just you sitting there on the screen. And when you did that prayer and started talking about binding and loosing, I had written a letter today talking about the same thing. Everything we're talking about here is spiritual. And That's right. the church has forgotten that we have the power through Yeshua to bind it and That's right. loose it from heaven and cure this problem. But the church is not going to do that. They're going to be our enemy. It says it right in the Word of God. I mean, you take the 80-some percent that voted for Trump of evangelicals, and you 
put this program in front of them that's on the air tonight that you guys have put on, and they will run you out of town. That's true. What that's do we true. do? <laughs> They're going to destroy, and then they're going to be destroyed. Oh, and by the way, Doug, your lighting looks great tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, thank you so but, much. Uh, uh, I hope you. I think you said you were going to put that prayer on your website. I am. I'm going to. It'll be posted first of the week at Health Masters. There were some things that didn't read quite right when I got it yesterday, and so I had to make a couple of tiny little adjustments to it. And so I was reading it from what I had corrected. But I tell you what, when he prayed that prayer over us in the in my office yesterday in downtown, Health Masters main office, and the anointing fell from heaven, and I felt it just pull around me. And Austin felt the same thing. And, and I, whew, I still messed with my head and my spirit. And I, I, I almost started having tears. I almost started crying. And I thought, my gosh, boy, was that a prayer. And I said, I need a copy of that. And Austin said the same thing. He says, Dad, I don't really tear up with stuff. I'm pretty tough. He goes, but dog. He says, that was unbelievable, the anointing that fell in that office. And that's why I wanted to share that with your listeners tonight, Doug. That's why I'm so thankful, Todd, that you called up because it probably affected the millions of listeners that are hearing the Hagman Show tonight the same way it affected me yesterday, and it'll affect everybody who's listening to this show on podcasts for the next months because it's that strong of an anointing. And I'm going to start incorporating parts of that doggone prayer every single day and my family time and my prayer time with my children because guys it's all based on scripture and when you do this and you bind and you lose guys nothing can touch you because you have the power of the cross and the power of Yeshua and the power of Yahweh standing shoulder to shoulder with you through the through the through the angels and through the power of God and through the Holy Spirit. Guys, it's an amazing thing that we can do through the prayer between but from the I'm getting so excited Todd I can't even talk. It's amazing what we can do with the power of prayer and how the power will change everything through the power of prayer, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Todd, thank you so much for thank the you, Todd. call. We're gonna move on here. We're gonna go next to Mary Ellen in Maryland. Thanks for the call, Mary Ellen. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi. I just want to say thank you to all three of you for being truth tellers. And I wanted to comment on the uh, corruption you were talking about in government. You know, that just was perfected in Arkansas. And Larry Nichols talks about that in his biography that we just, I helped him write, that we just pulled off off the presses two weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, he goes into a lot of detail on how that all started and how it works and went to Washington with him, with uh, Bill Clinton, and the way it just got perfected and how hard it is now to try and stand up to it because they've got so much on everybody that if they can't, if, if they don't have something to bribe you with to shut you up, they'll make something up and crucify you with that. And it's it's very hard to speak the truth anywhere because they're working so hard to shut everybody down. Anyhow, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what the name of the book is, but um, if no, I no, am, go, go, Mary Ellen, go, go ahead, please, Don. Yeah. That's fine. But how is Larry Nichols doing? Because I know he's having a lot of health problems. He called me twice today, and he is feeling really good today. Um, he's going to be changing his medical protocol, and uh, we're just praying as as we've been praying for months. Um, Ted, you need to know 
He is a new creature in Christ. Oh, the last, God. Listen, in October, he went on Alex Jones before the election and said, he told us before he went on, he says, I may never be allowed to come on that program again, but I have to say this. And he, he preached Second Chronicles 7.14 and told the nation through Alex that there is no way that we could save the country except for this one verse that God with specificity has given us to save our country. And he has been talking about it nonstop. He knows that God is good. He knows that he has seen a miracle. What God has done in his life, he told me two weeks ago at the Hear the Watchman conference, he called me at the end of the conference, and he said, Mary Ellen, he said, it may be preachy, but there is no way we can give our message out without talking about Jesus Christ and talking about and he talks about this he talks in the book he talks about the enemies we face and you know it's people are so quick to talk about the problems but he's one of the few people like you guys that talks about solutions what can we do about it and he's got a whole chapter on the enemies we face and how to deal with them besides now, his now, what, own, what's, what's the what's the verse that he's using now to, to talk about but it's Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Okay, God, I don't know what that is by memory. Can you tell me what it says? Yeah. If my people who are called by my name, oh okay, humble okay. themselves. Go ahead, go ahead, finish. Pray. Go ahead, finish it. Go ahead. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. That's right. That's and right. I love that verse. Uh, anyhow, his book is called 28 Years to Nowhere, An Inspirational Tragedy. It can be, you can, you can get it at www.28, the numerals 28, 28yearstonowhere.com. Um, we're just about ready for another edition. Um, you know, we've, we've, sales are going really well. It's only been out for two weeks. And we did a big order to begin with, and we're they're they're going off the shelf pretty quick. So, um, right, Mary Ellen, thank you so much, and thank you for sharing the verse out of Chronicles, and thank you for being here, and thank you for supporting the Hagman Show, and thank you for calling in. We appreciate you, and we love you. Absolutely, thank you, Mary Ellen. We're going to move on to Carrie in Michigan next. Carrie, you are live with Dr. Ted on this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thank you for taking my call. Dr. Brower, I have a question regarding vaccines. You've clearly stated the hazard of vaccines, but I'd like your input on the tetanus and or the Tdap vaccine, especially since so many of us are getting boosters every 10 years or earlier if they get a dirty wound. And I'd also uh, like you to briefly include your thoughts on the Hep B vaccine. Okay, thank you so much for calling. Uh, guys, here's the problem that we run into. You know, I understand that this whole thing with tetanus is a mess. And this one of the, and that, in fact, it's funny she asked, asked me that question because that's the only vaccine that I was able to get that was dimerosol free <clears throat> that I gave to Austin when he was younger. I gave him that vaccine that was, but it had no thimerosal in it. Because I realized the importance of if you have a cut or a wound or whatever, that it was one of those things you had to basically just deal with from a from a horrible standpoint, or you could avoid any of that with that vaccine. That's probably one of the vaccines that really actually does something if you only have that vaccine. But what I recommend is this: 
make sure before you take that vaccine that it doesn't have any other vaccines mixed with it and make sure that it doesn't have any thimerosal in it. That's really, really, really important. Then try to find out what the adjuvants are. And if you can get a clean version of that, that's one of the ones that I would not be diametrically opposed of using if it was clean. Now, as far as the hepatitis vaccine and all those types of things, I just don't see any point in those, especially for, for babies that are first born, because they're assuming automatically that the mother was an IV drug user and she has hepatitis. That's how the government looks at all of this stuff, that basically she was a prostitute, you know, an IV drug user, and that she has hepatitis and she's trying to prevent that child from getting hepatitis, or the government is, by immunizing that child immediately. The problem with that is that the newborn immune system doesn't work like that. It really is only going to get its immune system built up through breast milk. And for the first year, the vaccinations simply don't do a whole lot for that child at all. So I don't like the hepatitis vaccine, either for adults or for children. Now, certainly if you're in a high-risk environment and you're dealing with hepatitis patients and with blood and with fluids on an ongoing basis, you know, you might want to consider really making sure you're staying sterilized or covered up in some type of hazmat gloves or suit or whatever. But the reality is this. I like to have the immune system super strong. And so I would keep the potassium iodine, the D3, the K2, the astragalus, and all those things in my system on a regular basis if I was dealing with high-risk patients. But again, if you had to deal with high-risk hep patients on an ongoing basis and with blood, et cetera, you might be okay to take that particular vaccine if you can get a clean version of it without thimerosal, without a bunch of adjuvants in it. The problem is trying to find it clean and having them tell you What's really in it is what's really in it, Doug. And so, so that was, that's, a, that's an interesting question. So thank you for calling it in. What's, the, what's our next caller? Carrie, thank you so much for calling. Thanks, um, Carrie. We have uh, a few callers on the line. I want to give out the number again. Of, there's some slots that are opened up if folks want to call. 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. We got Steve in Idaho next. Thanks for calling. You're live with Dr. Ted on this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Yes, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Dr. Ted, I, my father died at 50 with hypercholesterolism and a contributing factor. And, uh, I have ongoing problems with cholesterol, not as bad as he did, but the doctors want to keep me on lovastatin 20 milligrams one tablet a day and I've tried to tell them about you know that it it will cause problems with uh, the calcium buildup and they say no it doesn't and uh, I was wondering if maybe someday when I'm at the doctor's office I could call have them call you to talk about it. Oh, I'd love to, but the chances of me finding me at the office the specific day you're at the office with your doctor, it's very difficult. Now, you know, Ted, and if I can offer a suggestion, Ted, I know you went through, uh, you know, a number of the reasons. I don't know uh, for the calcification of the arteries and with the specific medication. I don't know if there's a, a fact sheet on this that one oh, can yeah, print out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you, there's, if, if you go to Green Meadow Info, it's a great website. It gives you a lot of really good information on what's going on. It's Green Med Info, G R E E N M E D I N F O, 
And a lot of the articles that I quote, especially on calcification of the arteries from statin drugs, are all in that website. And it's free. It's a free resource. You can pick it up. You can just do a search engine on that, and it'll come right up. And you'll be able to read that and give that to your doctor. So I think you'd be a lot more effective at saying, here's the research. Here's the double-blind clinical research studies showing that this statin drug is going to increase the risk of arterial calcification and actually increase my risk of heart disease. Why am I taking it? Now, from a natural standpoint, I'm not telling you not to take your drug. I can't do that. But from a natural standpoint, there are some things that you can do. You can take sustained-release niacin and natural gums and waxes. It works very well to help bring cholesterol down. We've got a product called Cholesterol X, which also does a great job. Plus, you can also take cod liver oil. Cod liver oil is a natural blood thinner and you need to drink more water. Uh, the reality is that the vast majority of the population is, is dehydrated. You need to be drinking half your body weight in fluid ounces and water every single day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you need to be drinking 100 ounces of water a day, 10, 10-ounce glasses. If you weigh 300 pounds, you need 150 ounces of water every single day. And I always tell folks when I have my clinic, which I don't anymore, that if your cholesterol is between 200 and 250, I don't have a problem with it because for years and years and years, 250 was considered normal cholesterol. It was okay. The problem is when the statin drugs came on the scene years ago, the drug companies realized they could do a lot of, make a lot of money pushing these drugs. And so they did. And so then they actually lobbied the entire Food and Drug Administration or the Centers for Disease Control or whoever sets these limits as far as the amount of cholesterol your body is supposed to have to lower this thing down so they could sell more statin drugs. Remember, the lower your cholesterol goes under 200, the higher your disease rates go, including cancer. Cancer goes through the roof when your cholesterol gets real low. Plus, you can't think clearly on statin drugs. They pretty much turn your brain to mush in most cases. Plus, they lower testosterone because cholesterol is necessary for the production of hormones, including testosterone. So you no longer have the ability or desire to even want to have sex with your wife because you're on statin drugs. In addition to that, they can cause skeletal muscle necrosis, which means your muscles start to rot. And when they start to rot, the fibers of your muscles get absorbed back into the blood because the body's trying to clean these dead tissue, this dead, dead tissue out, and it gets into the kidneys, and the kidneys fail. So not only does it cause kidney damage or can cause kidney damage, it can cause heart disease, it can cause cancer. I mean, this is just, it can cause diabetes. This is a list that goes, this is a list that goes on and on and on. In fact, in my book, Breakthrough Health, I list the top 10 drugs never to take, in my opinion, and one of the first drugs I list are the statin drugs, and I give you all of the side effects of that book, and I mean, there's hundreds of them, of what statin drugs do and why they're so toxic to the human body and why you should never put them in your body. It's too easy to control cholesterol through natural supplementation than it is to have to take a statin drug. Now, if your doctor is going Looney Tunes on you and he goes, well, your cholesterol's at 180, we gotta get it down lower, that's nuts. He doesn't understand lipid metabolism if he's doing that. He doesn't get it. And you need to get him a book on lipid metabolism and have him realize that you have to have cholesterol in high concentrations, which is why your liver makes cholesterol to maintain all of the hormonal functions of the body. That's why I'm a firm believer that natural, healthy cholesterol can be maintained through dietary change and lifestyle choices. My cholesterol stays between 200 and 220. If it goes under 200, if I get it tested, which I very rarely do because it doesn't matter because I know it's always healthy, I would actually eat more saturated fat like butter, etc., to bring my cholesterol back up. Plus, I try to eat four to six eggs, whole eggs, organic eggs, every single day because I want my cholesterol up a little bit because I'm 61 years old and I want to maintain my testosterone levels. Because remember, about every 10 years you get older, 
you lose about 7% of your lean muscle mass because of a loss of testosterone over the age of 40. So you have to understand that if you start intentionally running your cholesterol down, you're going to run your testosterone down, your libido is going to go down, your health is going to go down, your muscles are going to go down, your strength is going to go down, your, your, your cholesterol is going to, you just, this, this drug is going to cause your arteries to plaque with calcium in some cases. It's going to cause kidney damage, heart disease. It's not worth the risks. That's why I absolutely loathe statin drugs. So go to that greenmeadowinfo.com and you can get all of this information about calcification of arteries completely for free. Print that up. And then what you can do is you can take that with you to your doctor's appointment and say, hey, doctor, can you read this for me while I'm sitting here and read the summary on this and find out why you think I need this statin drug? Now, chances are his continuing education classes have been paid by one of the manufacturers of statin classes, statin drugs, and he's been brainwashing them believing that these are okay. They're not okay. They're never okay. To me, it's the, one of the greatest travesties that has ever been promulgated among physicians is the use of statins to bring cholesterol down. There's too many easy ways to do it from a natural standpoint. If you do indeed have high cholesterol, which I mean over 250, you can bring it down very, very easily through dietary change, water, cod liver oil, vitamin E, sustained release niacin, our cholesterol X, all kinds of natural protocols for healthy cholesterol guys that are out there. Excellent. And Steve, thank you for the call. Thanks, Steve. We're going to move on to uh, Kauai guy in Hawaii. Hey, hello, y'all. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good, good. Yeah, it's Kauai guy from uh, yeah from the Bozeman trip. Yeah, I'm the remnant forum, and uh, I have a question for uh, Doctor Ted about uh, cataracts. First, I want to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you for all the, you know, incredible, you know, I, you know, I listen to you all the time, you're, uh, on the, on my telephone for, uh, yeah, some great information and, uh, inspiration. And, uh, you know, just, uh, something on my mind is, you know, back to that trip, you know, and you're, you're, you're blood of Christ, that whole thing, the whole trip. I mean, I, I don't know, imagine you're familiar with Ron Wyatt scraping the blood off the mercy seat. And, uh, Anyway, that whole blood of Christ thing, the scalar wave, you know, the heart energy. Yeah, I'm really, yeah, I, I totally get it. And I would okay. only just suggest, in fact, I mentioned it to, uh, Nathan Leal's wife when I called the other day, uh, to mention to him about some, uh, baking soda thing. But, uh, uh, yeah, if you had just said, for lack of a better term, if you had just said, for lack of a better term, I could have diffused that whole thing. You know, that turned into him doing some great research and expose on the guy that did the uh, Watchman conference. But nevertheless, yeah, if you just said it for lack of a better term. But in any case... Well, um, well, 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 th well thanks so much for the phone call. I really appreciate you calling in and, and letting us know that. Thanks, guys. Thanks. thanks. I think it was Steve. Is he calling right now? Or is it Kawaii guy from Hawaii. Oh, Kawaii guy. Thank you, Kawaii guy. We are going to go to... Jennifer in Pennsylvania next. Jennifer, uh, welcome back to the Hagman and Hagman Report with Dr. Ted. Yes, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Doug. And thank you, Dr. Ted. Dr. Ted, I have been writing... Hi. I've been writing a couple of letters to you and emails. I have not gotten a response, but I do have some information that might explain some things about the Mergellans and MRSA. And I did a lot of digging. MRSA, which a lot of people have been diagnosed with MRSA, 
but it has something to do with Morgellons. And to get to the bottom real quickly, um, borax, the laundry soap that you can get at Dollar General, right? Mm-hmm. If people soak in that, they'll notice it starts to peel back, and it has a lot to do with the chemtrails, which might explain a lot of the skin disorders, okay? Now, I went and did digging and digging. My, my niece was exposed to some things, my nephew, everyone that I know was in the hospital, and they came out with all these other problems. I'm not quite sure if there's something in these, um, you know, some of the, I want to say vaccinations, but I don't know if it's vaccinations or other things, you know, but everybody that comes out of the hospital is sicker. You know, I mean, I, same with geriatrics. I work with the geriatric patients. They're always more sicker than they came. You know what I mean? They go in the hospital, but they're sicker with other problems. Hey, so Jen. I think uh, a bunch of digging. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, we do have a full bank of callers. Um, and, folks, after this call, uh, we're going to ask that we just get the, the questions in. Um, so, Jen, do you have a specific question so, for Dr. Ten? I, I don't mean to interrupt I if just, I interrupted I your that, point. I was just hoping that we could get a response back because, you know, a lot of us have a lot of information to help here, and we don't get anywhere. Uh, Jennifer, what, what I, here, here's what I want you to do, okay? The next time you write me a letter, just put on there that you called in on the Hagman Show, and I will tell Austin to make sure I get the letter. I don't think the listeners understand the plethora of emails that we get at the office and the amount of mail that I get, I mean, literally it's in the hundreds and hundreds of letters. And what ends up happening is I don't have an ability to sort through that, so my staff has to. And so if it's not something relevant to what I need to know, my staff handles it or it doesn't they get to me at all. Just put down that you're one of the Hagman listeners that you called into the show. I'll tell Austin to make sure I get the letter, and I'll make sure you get a response. How about that? Hold on, Ted. I got around. I, I work with a lot of. I work with a lot thank, of. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you so much, Jennifer. Do we have another phone call? Any phone calls, Joe? Oh yeah, we got a bunch of them, Ted. We're gonna go to Rita. Rita, thanks for calling. You're live with Dr. Ted Brewer. Hi. Um, hey, Rita. This is Rita, and I'm interested in finding out. I stopped smoking uh, 25 years ago, and I have been chewing the correct gum since then, and I want to know if I'm in peril. I don't think that she's in peril. I just think that, you know, she's addicted to nixtine. <laughs> uh, my mom, uh, Rita, she drank, or she, she drank actually until she went into the nursing home and she smoked like while she was in the nursing home. Finally, the last couple of years of the nursing home, she stopped because it became a big of a hassle with all the drugs they had her on to take her out to have smoke, have a cigarette break. Now, nicotine is not necessarily good because it's a vasoconstrictant. It's not healthy for you to be doing that. And, but to me, as far as the nicotine versus the cigarette smoke, it's probably going to be healthier to use the Nicorettes. Now, if you if you try the cortisol buster, we've had some good results with that. People using the cortisol buster, especially with anxiety, et cetera, to stop smoking, they've had good response with that. And that's what I take every day. I take the cortisol buster on an ongoing basis. And what it does, is it helps to keep me real stable and real calm and real relaxed. And a lot of times it's nervous energy that people have that makes them want to crave the nicotine. But remember... There was a study that was done a few years ago using a thermograph, and they took a hand, a person's hand, and they stuck it inside the thermograph, and it was completely red. And they took one inhalation of a cigarette, 
with the nicotine and they put the hand back into the thermograph 30 minutes, 30, 30, actually 30 seconds later and the hand had turned completely blue from the vasoconstriction of the nicotine. Now, the nicorettes aren't going to do exactly the same way that fast because it's going through the digestive tract and through the stomach and through the mucous membranes in the mouth. It won't go nearly as quick as a drug delivery device as the lung tissue does with the little sacs inside of the lung directly being linked to the blood vessels. So, I personally think that you're better off using the nicorettes than you are smoking cigarettes, but you probably need to try to wean yourself off those if at all possible. All right. Well, th- Ted, thank you so much. Um, and well, thank you for yeah. the call, Rita. Sheila in Massachusetts, we're coming to you next. You're live on this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Well, hello, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I, w- I was listening to the beginning of um, the, the program where they were talking about Trump, and um, I wanted to ask you guys, all of you, if if you've noticed how everything has changed since the witches had announced their um, con- commitment to stop binding him, and I think that there's so few of us that know even know how to do spiritual warfare, but we're the only ones that can unbind it. He he's, he doesn't seem like the kind of person um, who who changes his mind, but everything has changed since, since that. It's been about a month, and I just wanted to know if if that had occurred to you, um, and if um, you know, and just make a comment about that if you could. Rita, that that's a great observation, but the problem sorry, is Sheila. Sheila, I'm, I'm sorry, Sheila. Sorry, Sheila, Sheila, Sheila thank okay. you. That's 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 a great observation. The problem is Sheila that. Even before he went into office, he started putting Goldman Sachs executives in place. And this is way before the witchcraft had anything to do with it. Because the Bible says, you know, how can, uh, how, how can I say this in a nice way? There's really no nice way to say it. They basically, when Jesus was asked about this, he said that, you know, you can't, a house divided cannot stand. You know, how can right. Beelzebub cats out Beelzebub? Beelzebub. And, and, and the problem is this. If Trump, has been if he's capitulated over to the dark side, he's done things he shouldn't have done, and he's in the middle of this mess with these Sabbatean Kabbalists, you know, because we see that Jared Kushner's in there, a member of Shabbat that, that teaches the Kabbalah. If we know that he's involved with all of this stuff, I don't think the witches really would have had any impact on him, to be honest with you, because he's already decided that he's going to do the things that he's going to do. Now, quite frankly, you're right. You know, we need to be binding and loosing these spirits and these demons in the White House and around Trump on a daily basis and in fact my family and I pray for Trump on an ongoing basis but here's the thing if Trump wants to be doing what Trump's doing if Trump wants to be involved with the choices that he's made it's very difficult to bind and loose it from somebody who doesn't want to get rid of it does that make sense and so that's why it's important that we stand firm and we realize this isn't about Donald Trump it's about being about our father's business and Donald Trump is a better substitute to me for the White House than the, than the witch of Benghazi would have been, even though he's capitulated at this point, what it appears to be at this point. Now, I'm on the same platform with Joe. I believe that we can pray and continue to pray for Donald and that there'll be some type of spark that may set off in him like happened with John F. Kennedy when his PT boat was shot up and, you know, almost, you know, he almost died and he wrote that book, Profiles in Courage, and he had an epiphany. And he decided he was going to stand against this evil. And, of course, the evil came in and they blew his head off. Is what happened. It blew the back of his head off, you know, with Lyndon Johnson and all the rest of those nutbags. But the reality, of, by the way, who also did the Johnson Amendment to stop the churches from talking about the, the junk going on in politics. 
So the truth is this. I think we need to be binding and loosing with Trump. I think we need to be believing God that he's going to have a, a you know, a restoration, a change. That he's going to have an epiphany. That he's going to have a true born-again experience if he hasn't had one yet. I mean, I believe we need to pray that. But the Bible says you, you should know them by their fruits. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think you know how they have the underground tunnels and um, thing under the White House and all the things that Steve Quayle is teaching about? Um, you know what's what's under there and the entities. Do you think it's possible that they've come right up through there or they've brought him right down there? And I mean, this it seems like he's he's absolutely being terrorized. Possessed. Well, well, the thing about it is, remember, remember, these guys when they when the guys go into the White House, you know, a lot of them really want to change things, but they don't have they haven't been given the talk yet. They haven't been told about Roswell. They haven't been told about the OSS. They haven't been told about the CIA. They haven't been talked to, to talking about the interdimensional entities that control us. They don't understand all of this stuff, especially if they're not spiritual people. And when they get into this position of power, and all of a sudden they get the talk, and they begin to realize, wait a minute, you mean we got, we got a group of wizards? and warlocks that are maintaining an energy field around the planet that's controlling this evil? Are you kidding me? Well, then they get introduced to some of this stuff, and they start, whoa, this is nuts, because it's almost like it's happening to every single president that we have that gets in there, except for Ronald Reagan, who got shot a couple months into his office. And, of course, then, then George Bush ran the White House pretty much for eight years and then four years after that. And we know this is happening to all of these guys. So, yes, it's a very good observation you made. It's almost as if he's turned into a sock puppet for Lucifer and that something has possessed him or something has come into him. Now, remember, Tom Horn wrote a book, too, and he talks about an invocation ceremony that takes place with all of the presidents of the United States bringing in this demonic spirit into these guys because of this fact that the United States Capitol has been laid out in a pentagram with an open leg of the pentagram left, you know, detached and open, so we have an open leg of the pentagram, to bring in the seething energies of Lucifer from these Masonic Lodge people that laid this place out. So it's a very evil place. So something could have happened to him when he got into the White House, because when he read his Easter address, it was almost robotic in nature. It was like emotionless, and it was very strange, because it was definitely, it didn't seem like the Donald Trump who had been able to use his ability and rhetoric and speeches to basically bring huge crowds into meetings. So it's a pretty good observation, Sheila, that something's happened to Trump since he got into the White House, and I would not be surprised about that at all. How about you, and how about you, Joe? How about you, Doug? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows what is going on behind the scenes that we, right. that we yep. won't know and, and will never really know unless somebody were to spill the beans. And even then, we don't know for sure. But he's obviously, um, in my opinion, he's obviously um, learning to navigate uh, well, yeah, around yeah. these different, you know, power groups and and um, you know entities that have sway and 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 power and have his ear. And he's trying to. I think he's trying to learn how to how to do it properly to, to keep not only his promises intact, but uh, to keep his agenda moving forward. There's a message going around that says, Dear, Dear President Trump, those of us who elected you see what's going on. We're aware of the soft coup attempt by Obama and these democratic socialists. Sir, you should know this. You only need to get on TV or Twitter and call out the militia, and millions of us will answer the call to uphold and defend our constitutional republic against these domestic, and I will add, yeah. demonic entities. That's all well and good, but I don't see how, I mean... 
No, I mean, I we need, they have the right, the right intention. Okay. Meaning they okay, okay. I've, I've got, I've, I've got to, I got to trip in it for a second. Okay. Number one, and everybody listen to me for a second because this is my opinion, but it's how I feel. See, Doug and Joe, you have character. You know, I've got character. If I tell you I'm going to be somewhere at five o'clock, I'm going to be there probably at 10 minutes till five. I mean, I'm dependable. It's what I do. Okay. Trump has been swimming with the sharks and with a group of people that are very unsavory all of his adult life. I mean, he admits to that. I mean, we have a person here that doesn't seem to have the same type of character that we have as far as doing what we say we're going to do. Or he's been completely threatened to be killed, or him and his family or his grandchildren have been threatened, and he's decided to capitulate to avoid this happening to him like happened to Kennedy. Now, I don't know what the scenario is here, or we were all duped by this guy, but the reality is this. It takes a person of genuine character to really do what they say they're going to do. And we saw a lot of instances with Trump, especially with the way he treated women and the things he said on camera with Billy Bush and those types of things, that didn't show a large amount of this character. We saw that in the pre-election cycle. Now, we did not want to believe this because we were doing everything possible to prevent the election of the wicked witch of Benghazi. We had enough of the gay Kenyan already. We had enough of all of this mess. So we wanted this stuff changed and stopped. And so we, all of us in our collectiveness, we put on blinders. And I said, when Dave Hodges asked me on his show, Doug, last summer, he said, do you trust Trump 100%? I said, absolutely not. I said, we will only know what he's going to do and what his true character is after he's been in office for a while. Now, I'm with Joe here. I believe he's trying to navigate what's going on. But when he puts people like Gottlieb, head of the FDA, who's a known vaccine pusher, who wants mandatory MMR vaccines for adults and wants to get rid of all of these exemptions for the children of families who are against this and forced immunizations in these children after he spoke so vehemently about the hate, his hatred towards vaccines and having to look at this and setting up Ken Kennedy on his committee. Something happens after he got into the White House. Somebody had a little talk with the boy. Now, I don't know who had the talk. I don't understand what happened. But I really believe that some of his rhetoric wasn't false when he was talking. I really believe he wanted some changes to take place, like make America first again, make America great again. You don't do that by starting more wars in the Middle East. It doesn't work that way. We need to bring our troops home out of there. Let those guys finish killing themselves off or whatever they want to do over there and, and just finish. Do that, stay out of their mess. Our mess. Oh, we didn't lose you, Ted. Maybe it's just another hiccup in the audio stream or in Syria and what's going on in the Middle East has country. it's our country he's simply a hireling and if he doesn't want to do what's right he won't get but one term in the White House because all the people that stood behind him aren't going to stand behind him again so guys we've got to let him know this so whether or not he's he's been threatened capitulated or the whole thing was bogus to start with or he was the accidental president it doesn't make any difference we have to be about our father's business to fix this mess Donald Trump is not our messiah he is not our savior he is not going to do that for us it is still we the people that have to be in charge of all of this stuff Doug and Joe you're exactly right Ted and um, to, to Lori, Debbie and Donna on hold we are uh, just so a sorry. moment away from the end of the show um, but just like last time, we left one caller on hold, uh, Adrian, and he was the first caller today. We will do the same for you, uh, Debbie, Donna, 
and Lori, if you call back next time we take calls, we will put you to the head of the line. That's right. Um, but thanks to all the callers tonight for calling in. You're really so much. You know, we've got the best audience collectively. Oh, we do. You no, know. no, 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 the, the Hagman listeners and the Brower listeners are the best I've ever seen anywhere in any shows I've ever done. They're so responsive and they're so generous and they're so kind and they're so smart. My gosh, great phone calls and like great questions, all of them. Every one of the questions were brilliant, all the way from the Morgellons issue with the Borax. All of this stuff, just brilliant, brilliant questions. Thank you so much, and thank you for saying how much you appreciated the prayer that we prayed at the beginning, because, guys, it's all about prayer. It's all about scalar ways. It's all about changing the energy field around the planet to one of holiness and righteousness. The Bible says, think on the good things. It says that perfect love casts out fear, and that's what we have to understand, guys. They're keeping in a fear-based mindset because it confuses everything. That's the energy these guys feed off these interdimensional entities, and that's not a, that's not any good. And God tells us not to be that way. So, guys, thanks for having me on. And again, the coupon code for the show tonight is Doug Five, and it's good for four days through Monday night. And it'll be five percent off the entire website, including all of our packages, all of our products. And guys, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for at least getting your multiple vitamins from us. I appreciate it. I want to thank you personally. Let you know we love you. And we appreciate you. And thanks for supporting the Hagmans also. And guys, thank you so much for having me on tonight. Well, thanks for coming on, Ted. And it's, uh, been very informative as always. And, uh, thanks for hanging in in the third hour for calls. I know we didn't have that planned today when you woke up. You weren't planning on doing the third hour, but I think it added uh, extra, uh, beneficial and informative element to the show. So we want to thank you for that and for the discount, uh, to the Hagman and Hagman right listeners. Doug Five. Thank you. And, and thank you, uh, Ted, again. Well, Doug and Joe, you're welcome. I, I love doing your show. Thanks for making me part of your team. Thanks for making me part of the the integral message that we have to all of the people listening to all of the alternative radio and TV because we have to stay together and we have to be in unison and we have to work as a, as a, as a, as a unit, as a single unit. So important. That's right. God bless you, my friend. Thank God bless you. So you. Good night, guys. All right. That'll do it for us until Monday. Stay safe. God bless and have a great weekend. Thank <laughs> you.